Welcome to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Thank you to all our listeners, 1170 SEN in Sydney, 1620 SEN on the Gold Coast, plus our SENQ on DAB Plus in Queensland. You can also listen on the app. You can download us on podcasting apps as well, Apple and Spotify. You just put in the Captain's Run. You can listen to us anytime. You can pause, do what you need to do, come back and watch or listen to the show whenever you would like. Make sure to call in 1300 01 1170. Ask Smithy your origin questions. Get get his thoughts on game two or text in 0457 736 736. Now, coming up on the show, we've got origin game two review. We've got a preview of round 16 plus your text and calls. Also got special prizes to give away during the show. Prizes include $50 schnitz voucher, one tailor-made prize pack, which includes dozen TP5 golf balls and a tour radar hat. What a show. What a show. Smithy, how are you feeling, mate? Oh, I'm a bit down. Bit down? Yeah. I'm feeling it. Trust me. I'm feeling the same way. <clears throat> um, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm good now. I was a little bit down there for a couple of days, mm. Monday, Tuesday, um, but I'm good now. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm happy because I'm here with you. Oh yes, how good? Um, Hear that, Matty? And we get to talk to the listeners um, who are going to be calling in um, with plenty of gusto about Origin. I'm I'm assuming mm-hmm. um, giving me a little bit of giving us a little bit of feedback yes. about uh, <laughs> the result. Um, but yeah, no, I feel good, mate. It's um, New South Wales played really well. Yeah, and, and they had to. Yeah, and I think everyone knew what they were gonna. Um, or, the way they were going to turn up for that game, it was mm. do or die for them, um, and they played extremely well from mm. the from the very first uh, kickoff. Yeah, they, they they showed their intent. They played with a lot of energy. They played with a lot more energy than what they did in game one. They mm. needed to, they did, and it just shows you know they're a quality side. Yeah, so it just it makes for a huge game three in Brisbane, which is already sold out. Crazy, it's sold out. So already. good. Still, well, how how far away are we to? Like two weeks. Yeah, pretty much two weeks. Well, yeah, thirteen days. Wow. So it's gonna be it's gonna be absolutely huge up here in two Wednesdays time. What was it like personally? You know, you obviously got the win. You're flying high. Like mm. the the first win, it was, it was basically your first <clears throat> foray back into the rugby league in a sanctum. Yeah, yeah. And you get it that it's the great stuff. How good's footy? I love footy. It's awesome. Oh, and then... it's so good. <laughs> and then you get knocked back down to earth. Yeah, yeah how was it's that great? Like, yeah, like was it was it a reminder of like oh this is the ups and downs of rugby league? Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, to be fair, like we really enjoyed uh, the result in, in the first game. Mm. Um, but you know, to, to be as I said, to be fair, like game two preparation, like we didn't, we weren't getting carried away. Yeah, exactly. and, and and at no stage do I think that the players were complacent mm. and thought that um, they just had to turn up in Perth and and the victory was yeah. was theirs. Mm. Um, they were just they were just outplayed, yeah. and, and but not with without plenty of effort. Mm. Um, you got to remember at the fiftieth minute, um, New South Wales were only up by two points. Yeah, so it was the last thirty minutes where um, things went really wrong for Queensland. Mm. So they were they were right in the thick of it, and yeah. and they were up by until Felice Cafusi got ten in the bin. They mm. were up by four points. Yeah, um, you know, so that that was. That that took its toll in the end. Um, mm. I know, we'll get a little bit deeper into that, but um, f- you know, for all of our listeners out there that that follow rugby league closely, mm. uh, as most of them do, you know, you see the effects that a, that a sin bidding has at NRL level. Mm. Well, well, times that by ten in state of origin. Yeah. Given the speed of the play and yeah. and, and what you need to have, what you need to the extra effort and the extra energy you have to use mm. to. To be able to um, defend with with only twelve men on the field, mm. it, it's it's a really big ask. Mm. So um, unfortunately, that's just the way the game 
the game went. I thought they were pretty brave um, for you know that that time when Felice Kurfusi was off the bench, but yeah, in um, sorry, off the field. But the last thirty minutes, you could just tell that they were mm. gassed, and they did a lot of a lot more work than New South Wales. And New South Wales, they made them pay, mm. like good teams do. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's really interesting because you look at the end score and you go, "Oh, that's, that's, that's a fair." Yeah, it you know, looks ugly. It looks really ugly, and it's it's strange because if you compare that to, it's not actually that much less of a loss than game one last year, and yet I feel like the feeling is totally different. Yeah. In, in the losses, like, for example, I feel like game one last year, we were totally out. Well, not we. Queensland were totally outplayed. Yeah. Well, we. We're yeah. Queensland. We're Queensland. All right. We. We. I was there. <laughs> but you know, I was just saying we weren't because I didn't want to get outplayed, bro. I don't want to be. I don't want to. I didn't get outplayed. I didn't get outplayed. <laughs> yep, <laughs> no, we, but. As Queensland, yep. Yeah. We, yep. we got outplayed. Yep. Absolutely. I feel, Absolutely. I feel like game two this year, it was more. I don't. I didn't really feel like we got outplayed, like constantly stripped of numbers, and mm. they were just a much better side. Mm. Maybe just out enthused, maybe towards the end. Yep. Um, is well, that something you can take a positive out of, or, or yeah, silver lining? Well, absolutely. I, I think the positive out of it is that um, yeah, we played uh, for ten minutes with with twelve men, and th- as I said, the effort of the Queensland side can't be questioned. Mm. Yeah, they kept turning up for yeah. each other. They were doing their best to hang in there, and in the end, they just. New South Wales ran over the top of um, Queensland mm. with with um, with the energy that they had preserved throughout that entire match. You got to you got to remember, like you got to break the game down. They had sixty percent of possession of yeah. the football compared to forty. And if you look at their possession and where they actually had it, mm. the majority of the time they they had the football in their hands, um, it was in attacking half. Yeah. Okay, so they were able to play a bit more expansive football. Um, and and don't get me wrong, like it that didn't come cheaply. Like you look at Brian Toto and oh, Daniel Tupo, mate. they were amazing. James Tedesco was unbelievable. Yeah. I, I thought he was actually a little bit unlucky not to get um, best on ground. Yeah, well, Nathan, Nathan Cleary did, and, yeah. and he was very good. Also, mm. he orchestrated um, you know, that that great try for Matt Burton. Mm. Scored a couple himself. Didn't miss a goal. Eight from eight. It was a great all round performance. But I thought James Tedesco was he was just as good. Mm. Um, Actually, just quickly on James Tedesco, I was speaking earlier in the week. Where do you rate Tedesco in the all-time Origin arena? Like, I just I feel like he doesn't actually get enough appreciation for how consistent he's been mm. for a long period of time. Yeah. What, what about yourself with with a guy like? Teddy? Oh, absolutely. Oh, mate, he's he's in the top handful of of fullbacks. There's no doubt about that. Mm. There's no doubt about that. And he's he's multiple premiership winner, mm. um, state of Origin winning captain. Um, has won um, the Wally Lewis medal so as player of the series, mm. uh, represented his country. So there's no doubt he's in the top handful of, of fullbacks mm. um, to have played the game. I'd still have him, and this may be a little bit biased because I played with this guy, I'd still have him behind Billy mm-hmm. Slater. Yep. Um, just because I, I feel as though Billy sort of really revolutionised mm. the way fullbacks played. Mm. Um, <clears throat> he, he, he took the fullback role and made it into a dual role where they become an extra half yeah. on the field, an extra mm. ball player mm. um, rather than just more so a runner. And, and, and to be fair to Darren Lockyer, he did a little bit of that, mm. but I feel as though Billy really um, solidified the way fullbacks play yeah. these days. Mm. Um, but, but certainly, you know, for, for his consistency over, over um, 
you know, several seasons now, mm. James Tedesco, he's, he's got to be in the top handful. Yeah. Oh, look, I think it's a compliment to Teddy that, you know, we even asked the question, you yeah. know, with, between yeah. Billy or, or Teddy. But, I mean, I'm the same with you, probably a bias because I'm a Queenslander. But I think Billy's still still the, the tippity top. But Teddy, it, he's he's in there. He's isn't it? There. Isn't it? Isn't it funny though how quickly you know things change in rugby league? Mm. Where you look at the first what four or five rounds this year, mm. people were questioning whether Pappenhausen should be playing for the Blues. You know, <laughs> mate. And, and see, that's where my question came from. It yeah. was like, for example, the only time Billy ever uh, was questioned at the fullback was when he was injured and he came back and Darbs got the fullback spot for yeah. a game or two. Yeah, he did. Because Billy, well, you think back to Billy, he he missed a full series in yeah. 16. Mm. And I think, was it game two and three or 15 <clears throat> or maybe just game three? Yeah. So he, so he missed four games yeah. of origin yeah. consecutively. Mm. And then and then Darius, um, in those years, in, in uh, 15 and 16, mm. Queensland won. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that I think that was the main reason why Darius started um, <clears throat> game one as fullback for Queensland that mm, year. Mm. Um, you know, not so much saying that you know he'd, he'd sort of overtaken Billy. Yeah, because Bill, you got to remember, Billy just come back that year as well mm. in seventeen. He'd only played sort of a handful of games before yeah. game one. But that's, but that's kind of like what I mean is like yeah, outside of that, there was never, never any question, never any question. No, Whereas no, I no. feel like every year, Teddy. Well, the last for at least the last couple, and it's like Teddy's been literally New South Wales best, most and consistent and player. captain. Yeah, mm. it's, it's just surprising to me. Well, that what did we question. say? We said at the start of the year, right? Like people were saying, mate, Pappen, like people were texting in and yeah, callers, yeah. and even some of the media, like he's got to be there and all that. And I'm like, hang on a minute, like <laughs> hey, Teddy is the captain yes. of New South Wales. Yeah, he's been, he's done he's done the job for them mm-hmm. many times before. He's been the player of the series. There's no way he's going to come out. So. Mm. I think he's, yeah, he's backed it up with a really, really strong performance in game yep. two. Oh, mate, he always does. He's so impressive. And and I guess, you know, what was it like in the changing raft? It looked like, um, and again, we could only see footage, but it looked like Billy was very, I guess, personable with the players. It seemed like he was very, it seemed like he was very close to the players and speaking to them in a very, um, I don't know, like an equal kind of, as a mate even, after a tough loss. What was it like in the changing room? Yeah, no, I... Billy was he was very measured, mm. um, and he actually spoke to the players about um, some areas where we weren't great at, mm. um, and and also um, some areas where we were outplayed by New South Wales, mm. and that's reality. Yeah, um, the players need to hear that mm-hmm. because you can't just say, "Oh, boys, we got unlucky." Mm. Um, yeah, you know, let's let's just let's just forget about this and move on. Mm. Like so, he actually he spoke to them about you know some areas where we weren't great. Some areas that some things we planned to do, but we weren't able to do them, um, and some areas where New South Wales were better than us. Mm. Um, but then, but then after that, just reiterated that, you know, he was extremely proud of the effort that they put in. Mm. The effort he could not question their effort mm. um, that they applied to the match. There was certainly a lot of um, a lot of hard work put into that eighty minutes. Mm. But now, you know off their performance of game one, they've put themselves in a position where we go to a decider. Yeah. Okay, so it's not all doom and gloom. Mm. Of course, everyone was extremely disappointed that that uh, that we lost game two. But the, the series is still alive. Mm. Okay, so it's great that you're disappointed. It shows that it it means something to you mm. um, and, and you care about that performance and that result. But, um, you know, we, we need to move on from that now. Um, importantly, we need to learn from it, mm. but then move on and and really get ourselves to game three in the very best possible 
um, way we can mm. to give ourselves an opportunity of playing well. Do you feel, you know, obviously you're not on the selection board and Billy has control of all that stuff, but yeah. just from your opinion, do you think it's going to be a relatively similar, as, as long as there's no injuries, similar yeah, absolutely. squad? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think without sort of going into detail with Billy about it at all, I've, I've spoken to him a couple of times mm. uh, since Sunday's match and, and mainly around the review of the game and, mm. and sharing our thoughts. Um, with the other coaches as well. Mm. Um, you know, he, Bill's message is, has um, been around, you know, sticking with the same squad. Yeah. Through through this uh, third game. Yeah, okay. Because, you know, the, the, the team that went out there in the first game and had a win, well, they've put a, put our, our team in this position. Yeah, absolutely. They've, they've, put, they've put, you know, the state in a position where we can go to game three and, and mm. play a decider. Mm. Um, yeah, they got the job done down in Sydney. So and for 50 minutes, they got the job uh, done. Yeah, well, that's right. Well, for 50 minutes, it was a, it was a very tight game mm. until New South Wales, they sort of, they, they chucked it in the next year and, and piled on some points. So mm. um, we'll have to wait. There's a whole week that we're going to preview um, in the show, Kempi. Um, and as we learnt with, you know, yeah. between game one and game two, you know, with the Ruben Cotter situation, <laughs> like, you just cannot plan mm. too far ahead. Yeah, like it all it all kicks off tonight, mm. um, Storm v Manly. But there's a long weekend of of games, yeah. and all you can do is just sit back and cross your fingers that everyone gets through um, without injury. I'm, yeah. I'm touching, I'm knocking on wood right now. Absolutely, absolutely. Now onto the New South Wales side. Nathan Cleary scores 24 points, two tries, eight from eight kicking. Yep. Where do you rate his performance? Uh, I guess in the all-time Origin performance. Yeah, well, I, I think I think it's I think it's a really strong performance given the way he played in Game One, mm. and and to his standard, it was it was relatively quiet. Mm. I wouldn't say he played poorly, mm. um, but it was quiet. That's Game One. Game One. Yeah. Yes. So I'd say with the, his ability to bounce back from that one and perform the way he did. Mm. Um, you got to say, you know, it's a, it's one of the strongest or stronger performances I've seen in quite some time. Mm. Oh, yeah, I can't remember way back to 1980, the very first State of Origin game. Or yeah. we weren't born, but yeah, there's been some tremendous performances mm. across you know that time. But um, of recent years, absolutely one of the one of the better performances. Um, it was sort of um, a lot like Munster's game one, mm. where he was extremely dominant, a key figure of um, the team's victory. Yeah. Um, but, but I must say, you know, if you look at the way Nathan plays, his teammates did a lot for him mm. in game two to help mm. him. Uh, and I'm not taking anything away from yeah. Nathan, but they did a lot more for him in and around him to create time mm. and space for him yeah. to be able to do those things that he's so good at. Yeah. Like his kicking game, his ability to take the ball to the line, Choose the right option, whether it be a pass, mm. um, to whether to run himself like he did it on a couple of occasions and scored tries. Mm. That lovely, nice, um, that loop pass over the top to Daniel Tupo yep. um, in the second half. Just those little things there where, he's, where his teammates, I think they worked a lot harder off the ball for him mm. in game two. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a clear message for Queensland going into game three that you know they, they need to be better in those areas to take some time away from Nathan. Mm. It's really interesting. I, I think Cleary... You know, he, the way he played, he plays like you can. We compare to Munster, for example. Munster is a very different player to Cleary. Yeah. So a good game for Munster is going to look really different to a good game for Cleary. Oh, absolutely. Cleary's almost a player where 
I mean, look, it's great when he does the individual stuff, but he's almost a player, the less you notice him, mm. to a degree, the better. Mm. Like, he's just laying the platform, yep. allowing Luai to do what Luai needs to do. Yep. Um, and so I, I thought it was a, a really mature performance from Cleary. Yeah. You know, because I actually thought he was quite rushed in that first half and he was struggling to get some rhythm. What I did like about in the, the first game, uh, in the first half, first of, game half two. of game two, okay. I thought Queensland did quite a good job yep. until obviously this ten of the bin. Yep. But what I liked about Cleary's game two performance was he didn't allow it to fluster him. Yeah. And also he made some adjustments where he realized, wow, there's a lot of line speed here. I need to start running. Yep. Um, I also thought it was really interesting that the kick to Burton was a step off the left foot inside Daly Cherry Evans for a kick. Yep. And I feel like that's a lot of video sessions, knowing that DCE has a, a tendency to rush out. Yep. And well, if you look at the high shot on that, right? Mm. And I had a bit of an advantage because I was up high calling the match. Yeah. Um, but so so DCE comes out of the line to mm. try and shut down the play, and and that would have been previewed. Yeah. But as soon as you if you if you watch Nathan Cleary, as soon as he comes off that left foot to get back inside um, Cherry Evans, mm. Matt Burton is pushing through some space for a kick. Yeah. So he's looking for that. Yeah. So I, I feel as though I feel as though that may have been on the cards yeah. for them. Which and, is and great. And just to said, hey, listen, if we see this, mm. if this presents itself, be ready for a kick. Because it landed right in that spot. Well, it's just a little dead zone. Yeah, little dead zone. And 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 I and I've got to give uh, New South Wales credit. Like it was a uh, coming up with that. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. it was a play that they had planned. They had realised that okay, how do we combat yep. a really fast line speed? You know, we can step off our inside and hit right into that little pocket. Yep. Um, and I thought, you know, the, the two tries he scored later on were stepping back on the inside mm. um, and going against the grain, which is really hard to defend. Yeah, and, and so, and, and, and that's the point that I was making, um, and I know we're, we're sort of talking about New South Wales here, but I'm just backing up what I was talking about with Queensland. That was, that was off the back of, I feel, the Queensland players just wanting to work. They're probably overworking a little bit, yeah. if you know what I mean. Absolutely. So they're working out, they're trying to help their outside it's defenders. like Sims in game one where he was going too far outside. Yeah, that's right. When Cherry Evans stepped back inside. Yep. Yeah, so they're worrying about the outside. They're trying to get out there to do um, some work for their outside men. And mm. then we just we got beat back on the inside, mm. um, which, you know, that's, that's disappointing because we, we don't want to see that. But um, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather see guys working hard to get out there mm. to help their teammates than guys not working at yeah. all. Yeah. Sort of standing still and just open space to run through. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So, look, an incredible performance by Cleary. Really mature, yeah. uh, you know, just waited for his moments. I, I think I think that 24 points is might be the second highest yeah. of all time yep. behind uh, Ryan Girdler. Eight from eight. Yeah. Eight from eight. I yeah. mean, what a kicking game from Cleary. Absolutely incredible. So, yeah. massive congratulations to Cleary. Still only 24 years old. Uh, the what are they going to do for the centres? Talk to me. We're Talk actually, to me, Kempi. Look, uh, look I'm going to give, I'm going to give the, the punter time to marinate because we're going to go to a break. All right, yes. We're going to go break. to a break. Make sure to text in. We've got 1,000 texts to get to. So text in 0457 736 736 or give us a call, 1300 01 1170 and ask me your origin questions. We love you calling in, guys, so make sure to call in. Plus, we can give prizes away. But after the break, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty for New South Wales Beautiful conundrum they have. Welcome back to the captain's run with Cameron Smith. Uh, look, I hope you've been marinating because <laughs> we are going to get to the question of the centres for New South Wales. Really, really interesting because usually nearly in 99% of situations, you would go, why would you even think 
about changing the centres. Mm-hmm. But the Blues are in a really strange position where they've got this freak of nature of Latrell Mitchell, yep. who has, you know, on multiple occasions, blown the Origin arena apart. And they have this tough situation where Whiten also was their best player in game one. He was. Burton had a fantastic debut. Crichton was solid. I don't know what the answer is, Smithy. Maybe you know better than I who to select in that position. Um, well, let's just put a line through Latrell first. Wow. Okay. okay. Let's put a line through Big him. Big Trelly. Even if he comes out and kills it. He won't be there. Oh, wow. Nah, he Big won't ball. be there. Okay. Freddie, Freddie's not going to pick him. Um, hasn't played enough football. Mm. Uh, now we get down to the tough bit. Mm. So Burton played really well um, in his first game. Jack Wyden, as you mentioned, he was New South Wales' best player in game one. Mm. And if he hadn't have contracted COVID, he would have been there for game two. Yep. Okay. So you'd like to think he's a chance. Stephen Crichton was on the bench for game one, got limited time. It took a Tony Staggs um, shoulder injury for him to get onto the field in game one. Mm. So this is what I'm going to toss up. Okay. Okay. I reckon they'll make one change. Yes. And that'll be Sifat Talakai. Okay. Okay. He'll he'll be taken out of the 17, and that spot will be taken by Jack Whiten. Wow. He'll come back in on the bench. Now, the first question I think people are going to ask is, do you think that makes New South Wales a bit light on the bench if they lose, say, a front rower? You know, can Whiten play... You know, would you have to move Crichton to the front row, Whiten onto an edge? What would you do there? Well, uh, yeah, I think you can move um, Angus Crichton into the ruck. Yep. Easily. Yeah. He's played there before. Okay. Um, that's 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 no dramas at all. Mm. And then Jack Whiten, he plays every position in the back line. Mm. Plus, you could chuck him in at 13. Or even back row if you needed to. Yeah, okay. okay. So, oh, that's, that's what I feel. There's, there's just a little um, heads up, all you uh, New South Wales fans. So you reckon that's the way it's boom? Yeah. Freddie, Freddie listens to our show too, so he'll be listening. He listens. Of course go, he listens, Freddie. Of course he listens. Um, two Queenslanders <laughs> talking about footy. Oh, here, here we are picking the New, New South Wales side. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be in the bit, you know, he's going to say, well, Smithy and Kempy said to bring him in. We should no, bring but that's in. what I reckon. Yeah. Well, given, given, given Jack Whiten, um, mm-hmm. Jack Wyden's performance in game one, as as we mentioned, he was he was their best player. Yeah. Um, and no doubt would have been there game two mm. if, if he hadn't have contracted COVID. And, yeah. and and would have been close to being able to get over there too, outside of, you know, sort of isolation protocols and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I reckon he'll be there. I reckon he'll be there. Yeah. He'll, he'll take Talakai's spot, I reckon. Yeah, it's interesting. I actually, it's funny you say that, Smithy, because on my show on Monday, yep. uh, I said the same thing. There you go. I said Whiten will take Talakai's spot. Yep. Uh, because I just think that like Talakai did absolutely nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. But when you look at his minutes, he was about, I think, 13 minutes. Mm-hmm. He had four runs and I think like five or six tackles. Yep. And so as long as, you know, people stay injury free, because, I mean, you can't be assuming there's going to be injuries because then you'd just be picking. It would just be terrible. Like so hard to pick for that. Yep. So I, I just asked the question of like, you know, we know Freddie really likes what Whiten brings. Mm-hmm. And are you telling me that Whiten couldn't have come on and done something similar to what Talakai done in game two? Oh, easily. I think he could have. Easily. Um, and so... Because it, it was minimal. It was it was minimal. He was there, yeah. you know, and that, again, not because anything that Talakai did wrong. He, no, you know, that's it was just right. minimal involvement. Circumstance of the game. Absolutely. And so I think that it would have been different if Talakai had been used for let's just say 30 to 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. I think like that could have, that would really change. Like, do you really want uh Whiten in the middle out there for 30, 40 minutes? Can his body handle that? Mm-hmm. But I think with the, the, the 
Uh, Jake Trebojevic's ability to play for 70 minutes, 71 minutes he actually played for all game two, mm-hmm. that, absolute, that, that absolutely gives them the opportunity to bring Whiten on for Talakai. Yep. And I agree with you. I think that they'll keep Appy, they'll keep Cook, yep. they'll go Crichton, they'll have uh, they'll have Whiten, and then who was the last one? So Angus Crichton, yep. Whiten, yep. Cook, <laughs> Bo, uh, Polo, uh, yeah, Paolo, Paolo. Uh, mm. I keep getting wrong. Sorry about that, Junior. Uh, I'll just call it Junior from now on, Junior. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think that's the way they'll go. And yeah. I and I actually I actually don't mind it because you put White in there as well. If he does come on, he can bring a bunch of speed through the ruck in the you know kind of the the new way of rugby league, especially how quick Origins been this year. Yep. Um, and and I think game three will probably be closer to the speed of game one. Yeah, I think game two's the track looked super heavy. Was it really slippery it was, over there? It was, it was quite greasy because yeah, it, okay. it was really still, mm. and it was like it was a perfect day. So there's no cloud cover. Um, it got a little bit chilly that that evening. Um, at kickoff, although kickoff was like ten to six, mm. I think I kicked off about six o'clock local time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. I went out onto the ground um, before the match, and it was it was greasy then. Yeah. And and in the middle because it's because it's an AFL oval. They played AFL on their um, on the Friday or the Saturday night. I think it must have been the Friday night. Mm. Um, and and so the center the the center circle where they have all the rucks and the center bounce and whatnot that was quite bare. Mm. There, there wasn't much grass on it. Okay, um, wasn't a lot of coverage. So yeah, we seen we seen a few guys sort of slipping and sliding. Yeah, we'd like to see. I think it'll be a pretty fast track. Hopefully it's dry and brizzy. Oh, we hopefully. Don't get any rain. Mate, I cannot wait for game three. Now, we're going to head to the news. And after the news, we'll keep uh, breaking down Origin, talking about game three, talking about Suncorp selling out. Plus, we'll also talk about the Dolphins' big signing later in the show, and we'll preview round 16. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We have a caller here, Truth from Kellyville. You there, Truth? Truth. Hey, boys. How you doing? Going well, mate. What do you got for us? What have I got? Last time I had for you was Happy Carousel, if you remember that. I told you that he should come into the side because he's a bit more crafty. Um, yes. They obviously listen to me. So so there's people out there listening to me, so thank God for that. <laughs> Good man. Um, yeah, this time I I've told got you, mate. Cam, I told, uh, I told uh, you, Freddie, Freddie, Freddie listens to our show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he shouldn't listen to your um, Latrell Mitchell, wait, that wipe him, because Latrell Mitchell should be the right centre. They, they should drop Stephen Ooh. Crichton. And put him on a right center. Yep. Okay. Okay. What do you reckon? So, Smitty? what was your was your question? Should should they put him? Yeah. In what do you reckon? Well, what, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Why would you think that Sean Mitchell can't play right arm, right center? Well, he, I, I know he prefers. I know he, he much prefers that left hand side. Um, and I think from a Maroons point of view, we'd we'd much rather not see Latrell play because given you know his his ability, he's got that X factor. He can break tackles at will. You know, a lot of people regard him in a similar mould to, say, like a Greg Inglis mm. um, at this level. So I think from a Maroons point of view, you know, we'd much rather not see him play. But I, I guess, you know, Freddie, Freddie will be watching pretty closely this weekend. It's his first game back in, in a long time. Um, if he has a strong performance, who knows? Mm. Like he, he, could end up, he could end up playing in game three. Yeah, that's all I want to talk about. I, I think because... Everyone says he's a left centre. Yeah, he is preferred, but he's a fullback. He can play both sides, and he's got great hands. Yeah. So. That's true, mate. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, boys, good luck. Yeah. Good luck, anyway. See you, mate. Thanks Thank for you, calling. Mate. There he is. Truth. He's back. Well, like he said, 
He, he got the Appy Coruscant yep. call right. He got the Coruscant right. So he might be right about Latrell, big Latrell. I tell you what, Latrell at his best is a scary prospect. Yeah. And I think a centre wouldn't, uh, like, looking across with an angry, angry Ooh. Latrell, oh, that's scary. Um, but we've got some text here. We've got some text here. Okay. Uh, well, this is also in the Latrell mould. Mark, I'll ask Cam, in all honesty, if exactly in the same position, GI was coming back from a layoff, mm. but the guy in the position did so well, say Hannay or Bowman, mm-hmm. would you bring Latrell straight in after one club game? Um, well, it's a difficult one. That, well, I'm saying in, in, in the position of Latrell, I don't think mm. Freddie will, but, you know, given he's, he's such a long layoff, but who knows? Like, with a, as I said, I just mentioned there, talking with uh, with Truth, that if he has a outstanding game and just absolutely blitzes them this weekend, mm. who knows? Like, that's just it's, – it's showing that he's ready to go and, mm. and they might throw him in there. Yeah. In that position, I, I'd be e- – even with G.I., like what? How many games has Latrell played in the last twelve weeks? Oh, one. It's one game. Yeah, like Two very games? minimal. Very minimal. We might need to check it, but I, I think it's. I think it wouldn't be far off the mark. Yeah. You know, one or two matches in the last three months. So, um, if, if Gi was in that position, I think um, you really would have to think strongly about throwing him back in. Mm. You really would. Yeah. He he's the kind of guy that you can't. He's such a a, a superstar. You can't really predict what he's capable of in the yeah. sense that like if there is a guy that could go out, play one game and then go into origin and play, and play incredible, the house down. Yeah. It's a Latrell Mitchell. That's right. Yeah. Um, so it's just going to be really interesting to see. Uh, we've also got uh, another text, I think from Mark as well. He said, one man who hasn't had much wraps after game two is junior Paolo. Yep. Uh, he ran hard, no offloads. Keep that for Parramatta. Really interesting. Actually, um, just quickly on Paolo. He, uh, what I loved about his game is exactly that. And I mm. think Freddie must've said to him, Mate, don't worry about the, the ball playing that you do at Clubland that you need to do for the eel style of footy. Physical. We need you just to run hard and straight. Because I, I kind of feel like he played a very similar role Paddy played in game one for Queensland. He, he just really upped the speed and momentum of yep. the game. Yep. Um, now, we've got a from the producer here. Latrell's last game was round five versus Dragons, April 9th. April 9th. Wow. See, that's what I mean. April 9th. What's that? April, May, June. Yeah, it's almost... It's getting close to three months. Wow, wow. I mean, look, it'd be a crazy feat if he could do it. But if any man can do it, it's the great Latrell Mitchell. Mornings, Kempi and Goat. I really like Ruben Cotter as a fullback and think he could do it full, full-time job. Do you think he could be a starting fullback for someone like the Dogs or the Dolphins? Cheers, Bonesy, up the blues. Mm. Who did you, you say was the fullback? Did you say Ruben Cotter then? Oh, did I say Ruben Cotter? <laughs> did my you bad. say Ruben yeah, Cotter? I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> I got really confused. Uh, oh, Ruben Garrick, my bad. Ruben Garrick, yeah. yeah, from from Bonesy. Um, yeah, he's he's good. He's he's good. Um, Ruben Garrick, I'm a big fan of Ruben. Absolutely, he's a, he's a good all around player, mm. and as I said, like he's got that good, he's got that great utility value. Can play multiple positions. I think that's why Desi loves him. Mm. Desi loves him. He, he's the kind of player, he's a real clubman for me, where he's mm. never going to break the bank, but he's super solid and you can build, like you know he's going to be there for the next five to ten years yep. and do a job week in, week out. Yep. Good goal kicker too, so you're going up in sixes rather than fours. Yep. Can play wing or fullback. I actually agree. I think Garrick has been fantastic at fullback. Yep. Um, and, 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 mate, it's not just this year. Yeah. Like, no. you know, in, in the past when when Tom's been injured yep, for absolutely. like you know, long, long sort of, passages of of games mm. Ruben's come in and played extremely well in that position mm. and and again he's not the, he's not the same player as Tom mm. um but but he does a fantastic job back there and, and like last year was he, he he broke the record for most points in the season yeah I think so it was some yeah. ridiculous like, was like well, did, he, did he end up getting 400 
points. It was something massive, like 22 tries or something. 360-odd, something like yeah. that. Oh, it was crazy. Incredible. But anyway, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's a great player. Great uh, player. Morning, gents. Just curious on the Dane Gagai situation. He's missed 17 or 18 tackles in the first two games. Does he still get picked? I think he still has uh, to get picked based on what he's really capable of mm. when it flicks the Queensland switch on Josh. Yeah. Well, and that's what I think we we're, were alluding to before around, you know, Billy wanting to take in that same squad mm. um, into game three, given, you know, wasn't a great result mm. <laughs> for Queensland in game two. We're all aware of that. But they went down to Sydney in game one and, and played really well and mm. got the job done. Mm. Um, and Dan Gago was a huge part of that. Um, you know, so, and and as our our, um, our guest just, just mentioned that, he, he pulls on a maroon jersey and performs well. Mm. Okay, so, you know, it's it really it depends on what happens this week. I think Gags is backing up for, for Newcastle. He's playing this weekend. Mm. Um, so let's hope he gets through that fit and healthy. Um, and I reckon he'll be there for game three. I reckon we'll see him game three for sure. Yeah, and I think when you look at the games, like Dan Gogo wasn't a standout poor defender. Like It wasn't like you were watching there going, wow, you know, uh, Queensland's Dangaga side—that's that's the weakness. That's the reason why they're losing. Yeah. I think it was like you, there was multiple areas where we got kind of picked, not picked apart, but like fatigued, and, and they broke through. Yeah. Well, well, our uh, t- t- missed tackles was a was one of the major concerns out of game two. Fifty six, fifty six for Mate. Queensland, and again, a lot of that was how fatigued the players were um, in the back end of that match. But fifty six is a high number. Mm. So you know, like. Dane Gagai is not the lone ranger there. Mm, um, absolutely. You know, he hasn't missed 56 tackles. Mm. Um, yeah, there's there's a fair share of those misses right across the team. Yeah. Uh, we've got another text here. Uh, morning, goat and goat two in brackets. I'll let you decide. Cam is a former... <laughs> I'm goat two. <laughs> Cam is a former Queensland captain. Are you going to give Hodjo a call this week for wearing a Blues jersey at the boxing press conference? What? He was wearing a Blues jersey because he lost a bet. I don't... Oh, well, if it's a bet... No, I don't. No, nah, that's not even good enough. Gross. You know what's funny? So I had. I had a, <laughs> what I had, was the, Sorry, can we get some context? What was the bet that he bet that Queensland would win game two? Oh, with who? Uh, I think Ben Hannett, maybe, or someone in boxing. Okay. And if they lost, he'd wear a Blues jersey. Right. Okay. Actually, Smithy, you'll be proud of this, mate. So mm. I did I had a gig with the NRL on the weekend. It was a very great mm. moment for us. It was yep. NRL TikTok hosted a show. Oh yes. Okay. And so they were like, "Look, we always at the NRL, we have to have everything even." So. Even blues, even maroons, because right. obviously, you know, they're the NRL, they can't choose one side. Mm-hmm. So here's a jersey for you to wear. It's half blues, half maroons. No. I said no. <laughs> I said not a chance. Yes. Not a chance that I'm putting that blue thing on. And I stood firm. I stood the ground firm, Smithy. Like, I was like, no, there's no yeah. way I can have that thing on me. You can't. Um, so, look, first it was a ballsy play. It was a ballsy play yeah. because it was my first you stand your ground. They could have said, mate, put the jersey on and we'll flick you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I can't have that on. Um, no, that's fair enough. And I wouldn't, you wouldn't expect a, a, a Blues fan to, to wear maroon either. Yeah, no. You know? no it's just, a, you know what, it's origin time. Absolutely. Like, that's why we love it. it no, we in- don't No, we don't wear each other's colours. Absolutely. Stay in- away from instead it. Instead, I had to wear like a Queensland fishing shirt. Like a, yeah, no, that's good. So, it was yeah. a win-win. Win-win. I got to keep it too. Yeah, uh, now, uh, another question here. Boys, we looked so dangerous when Benny Hunt was on the field playing as a link man. Yes. Has there been any talk about how to maximize this, the Tassie Toad? Oh, Tassie Toad. That, no, great question. Um, and no, that's that's most definitely um, uh, positive out of game two was, mm. was when Ben Hunt 
played in that sort of 13 link role. Yeah. It, it, two two tries from directly from his involvement mm. in, in that play and just allowed Kalen Ponga um, a bit of a bit of time to do his thing. KP was a shining light for me. Yeah, he was good. Mm. He was good. And uh, I just every time he gets the runs the ball and oh, I just I, I cover my face. Yeah, eh? like, yeah. I just like because he plays the game at just a million miles an hour mm. and it goes hard. Like he's he's a geez, he's such a brave bloke. Mm. And when he defends, like he just throws himself in Junior front of Polo? people. Yeah, oh. that, that was crazy. <laughs> well, it's what it's almost what he did with um, kick out. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago down in Newcastle. Yeah, um, kick out steamrolled him and mm. scored, but. You know, like just put just, his body right no, in there. No self-preservation at all. Mm. And and you know what? Like, it, it it's what makes our game great, um, and it's what we love about our players. But just you just oh, you just cringe every time you see that. Oh, absolutely, because he's just so he's so tough, and I, I don't think he gets enough appreciation for how tough no, he is. No, no, and he's not he's not a big guy. No, nah. you know what I mean. Like he's not a big guy by any stretch, um, but he certainly plays the game physically. Mm. But just going back to finish off that uh, that question um, with Ben Hunt, yeah, like I, I think he needs to. Uh, yeah, the Queensland team, they need to find a way to give him a bit more quality ball in that position because mm. he did some great things. Yes, absolutely. I thought Benny Hunt was, uh, you know, it's really interesting, Benny Hunt's career. I, I love how he has just fought back and now getting appreciated the way he should have been appreciated all those years. A long time ago. You know, but yeah. people are really starting to see this guy is a super, super quality footballer. Yep. Uh, now, we're going to head to a break, but just quickly... We've got a hey goat and beak. Just a question for the goat. Who was your toughest origin opponent? After that, we're going to head to the break. And after the break, we've got best hands thanks to Schnitz. Ooh, plenty of them. Mm. Um, as an individual, I think like Joey. I didn't get to play against him too many times, mm. but um, just his ability to control a match by himself mm. in that in that type of toughness. Yeah, you know, tough player to play against. As far as physically, um, geez, there was a lot. Mate, Big Ogre, Marco Mealy. Oh, Marco Mealy. Him? Like, oh. He was just a savage. Yes, he was. Willie Mason. Oh, the big fella. Oh, just because of his, like, just his sheer size. Yeah. Just crazy. Just trying to chop like, him down. And when he was at his best, like, just, oh, mate, unstoppable. Yep. Anyway, there's, mate, there's too many to mention. There's, there's way too many to mention. Gail uh, was another one. Well, you did play Gail Origin. Was a, for... Gail was a great competitor. Mm. You like, did play Origin for about a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little bit. Not that long, but yeah, no, I played a few. Um, okay, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're doing best hand segment thanks to Schnitz. And then after that, we're going to preview round 16. Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz, the best hands in the Schnitzel business. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. It's time now to break down the best hands thanks to Schnitz. Oh, my God, the best schnitzels in all the land. Oh, how good is it? Oh, man. Can we check with Tom? Tom, can you let us yeah, know? Yeah, it's been we... a few weeks. We haven't had any, I reckon, actually. I reckon it's due yeah. for some schnitties, wasabi like after being, the show. I feel like we're not being appreciated. Oh, mate, Tom, what's he doing? What's going on there, Tom? Come on, Tommy, let us know, mate. <laughs> anyway, um, best hands thanks to Schnitz. Uh, and, of course, it was the rep round, so it's all from the rep footy over the weekend. One point went to Dylan Brown. He's 20-metre. Was it a floater? Would you say it was a floater? Oh, Can you mate. get a floater 20 metres? Mate, whatever it was, it was it, good. It was in the air for a while. Yes. Um, over to Ronaldo Molotalo to score his first try for the Kiwis. Outstanding. Um, Dylan Brown, he, he was good, wasn't he, for the Kiwis? Oh, mate. Very good. That, that Kiwi side. Actually, I was going to say, mm. yeah, I was going to say they were they – were, Really good yeah. against Tonga. I who, think it's who, the best it was a great outfit too. Yeah, Tonga. Absolutely. I think that spine 
you know, you would have you could have other players that were bigger names that have been in their spine for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think it's probably the most informed spine they may have in the, at least since I've been time. watching in a very long time. Yep. No, I agree. I agree with you, mate. I agree. Uh, two points goes to uh, Jackson Polo. Uh, his flick pass for David Nofaluma, um, mm. who, who scored his second try against the Cook Islands. That yes. was another great match. I love the footy over the weekend. I love Rep Round. How good is it? Yeah, it's, I'm sad it's gone. So apparently Abdul has come out and said that they're trying to work in like actual like tours and so more games, not just cancel it and then there's no international no, footy. Okay, okay. They're trying to work in more games. So yeah, fingers enough. crossed because I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it was. It was great. Plus, plus the women's footy across the weekend too. Women's Mate, Origin. What about Jada under 19? Taylor. Jada Taylor's try. Yeah. Length of the field, 100 metres. That's crazy. How good. Crazy. It was such a great game of footy. Mm. Um, New South Wales won that as well. Just uh, <laughs> Won all three. All print. four of them, but whatever. Fine print. <laughs> uh, uh, three points, though. Um, got to go to Matty Burton. Um, he's pick up from Nathan Cleary. Oh, Just that, yeah. that kick how we spoke about. He stepped back, mm-hmm. kicked the ball in behind Cherry Evans, and that pick up was, um, was first class, and it was the first try for the Blues. So three points to Matty Burton. That was best hands thanks to Snitch. Bite into golden, delicious, handcrafted Snitch. After the break, we'll wrap up the first hour. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Hey, Goats, it's the TP5 Bomber here. I've been cynical on Matt Burton in the past, but he's on a trajectory to be New South Wales 5'8 next year, considering Luttrell and Turbo will be back. Question mark. So is he on a trajectory? Sorry. Uh, first of all, what a shot. That was a hole in one. <laughs> the TP5 the TP, bomber. Mate, it's the best ball. In the, it, beats the, it beats the number one ball. It does. What a shot, man. Yep. Seriously, I might go play a bit of golf after this, Smithy. Get, get involved. Tell get my TP5 golf balls out. Yep. Um, now, what do you reckon, Smithy? Oh, I reckon, oh, I agree. I think he's on the up. I think he's on the up. And um, I think we, we had another little question, so we might tie it in mm. as well, and we might get your thoughts quickly. Mm. Do you reckon he'll overtake Luai as the number six in coming years? No. No. Penrith, there's a reason why Penrith, they know how important mm. Luai is in pairing with New South Wales. Yeah, but keep, the, keep it together. Okay. And I actually think Luai's been underrated this series. I thought he was pretty good in game one. Yep. I thought he was good in game two. Um, yep. That's a fair point. But he I, has been good. I do see him stealing that 14 spot when everyone's fit. I do see him getting that 14 spot to get him in the squad. Uh, we're going to head to the break. After the break, we've got a, a bunch of round preview for you. We've got prizes to give away. Make sure to text in, and we'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the captain's run. Now, let's get into more origin chat. We've got the women's game winning, New South Wales winning 20 to 14. Uh, Tonegado was absolutely outstanding. Yep. Isabel Kelly was absolutely outstanding. Yep. And Caitlin Johnson was also incredible for the Blues. What, did Isabel Kelly, she ended up winning player of the match? Yes, she did. I think did. it was. Yeah. yeah. So well done to her. She, mm. uh, well, she, she won the, she, she scored the, she, well, the, 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 the try that sealed the deal mm. for, uh, for New South Wales uh, late in the game. She was fantastic. Played really well all game. Um, Emma Tonegado, she scored the first try for the Blues. I just thought it was a really great game of footy. Mm. Really great game of footy. Um, and from uh, the men's um, state of origin team point of view, I, I can tell you right now, Campy, the entire playing group and the staff sat down and watched that, yeah. that, that game. How good. Loved it. Yeah. Mate, Loved it, was a, it. It was a cracking cl- clash. And also, there's a bit of, uh, there's like narratives being built now. You know, last year's game, they had mm-hmm. that penalty on the the buzzer that yes. Queensland won it. Yes. And now, obviously, New South Wales, yep. you know, they came back and won it. I also think... Um, Again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the New South Wales coach had actually maybe lost the last two series, so there might have been a little mm. bit of pressure on okay. her as a coach. Keeping the job, yep. And then she they won the seat. Well, they won the game. Um, thoughts about 
going to three games. Now, obviously, I think everyone wants three games for the women. Yep. But it's, I guess it's the viability now when it comes to affording it and all that kind of stuff. What, what do you think the best uh, plan, I guess, is to get that game three sorted? Um, well, it's a difficult one. They, they, what they've tossed is that is that confirmed two games? It's, I think silly. it's confirmed it's two silly. games. That's strange it's to me. It's got to be one or three. That's what I'm not understanding. Like, it's got to be one or three. How can you have two? Because it, it's just going to end in a draw, like every. Well, it can. What like it because like with <laughs> origin, a possibility. Well, like put well, there's like, no possibility of drawing. Yeah. With, with well, unless well, you can't. You can't because you got to go extra time. Yeah. Whereas, but like you know, for example, how often do we see in Origin in the men's? Game one, mm. a team wins. Then game two, the the team that lost is way hungrier because they just lost. Yes, and so I think it's just going to increase the likelihood of that. You lose yes. the team, you know, comes out. No, there. that's a fair point. Um, that's anyway, a fair point. Anyway, but it is it is interesting. I, like I understand it costs a lot of money to put these on. I totally get that. Yeah, but I I just think that just I reckon we if we're going to do two, we either do one or three. I just the two ones a bit strange for me. I don't mm. understand that. But what what do you think? No, I think it's one or three. Yeah. I, I just think it can't be two. Mm. Oh, that's just that's just not that's not what origin's about. Yeah. Like you can't you can't win like it'd be such a deflating end to a series. Say it say it's two games, right? Mm. It'd be so deflating as as players and as fans. Mm. That let's just say New South Wales win game 1 and then Queensland win game 2 and you just go, "Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Okay, what do we do?" Is it yeah. last year's? Is it last year's winner takes it again, or retains something? the shield, mm. or is it? Is it? Or is it for and against across the two games? Drop goal off. Drop goal off. <laughs> <laughs> Just to drop goals. Let's do that. <laughs> no, um, look, yeah. it's got to be one or three. Yeah, it's got to be one or three, and I think the players are behind that too. Mm. I think they 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 well, they like the idea of more games, mm. but I think an Origin series, like it has to be one or three. You know, I've been thinking about this actually because we spoke about it on a Monday on uh, the Bloke in a Bar podcast. I've been thinking about this quite a bit because I actually think, you know, because right now the ga- the women's game is in a position where we need to invest in it to yep. see if it's going to generate That's something. Right. Just like any business, you know, you, you look at it at a business and you go, okay, does this have potential to generate mm. large amounts of revenue if I invest capital in it? Yep. And I think that if you look at Origin, that's the best way to generate hype for yep. the women's game. Like, Don't get me wrong. I love the NRLW. I think it's getting better each year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find myself watching more games every single year. Yep. Uh, but I think Origin, if you're looking at a way, if you're looking at where's bang for buck, yep. I think that's probably where your bang for buck is because yep. – we're so passionate about it, and so why can't why don't why don't they make it a three game series and and play it as a curtain raiser to the to the men? Yeah, and just get eyeballs, just get every Chuck eyeballs watching there. the game. Yeah, yeah. So it's got to be, it's got to be three, one yeah. or three. Really, really interesting. And just quick one, Isabel Kelly. Mm. That's um, she's the first player in the women's state of origin to win two player of this. Wow. Match. Yep, she won her first one in two thousand eighteen. Listen to her stats, Smithy. One hundred and ninety meters run, seventy eight post contact. Oh. Listen to this. 13 tackle breaks. Oh, what a machine. That is more than double the next best tackle break. Uh, oh, actually, no. There's only one other player that mm-hmm. has eight. But on her side, she doubled everyone else tackle breaks-wise. Um, so, And she also got a try. But anyway, the good thing is is, is the, the women, they're putting on they're, – they're doing their part of the job, which yep. is exciting footy. Yep. Really enjoyed it. Now, let's get to tonight's clash. Righto. We've got uh, we've Manly. Got Manly versus Storm Melbourne. at Four Points Park. Smithy, mm. the Battle of Brookie. Yes. 
walk oh. me through it. How do you feel about this one? There's a uh, there's a really big game now mm. that now that Cam Munster's been ruled out. I was really surprised actually to see his name, see him named. Mm. Craig Bellamy's just he's playing some silly buggers there. Yep, he's playing mind games with his great mate Desi. He's the best, Billy. Eh? He's the um, best. And uh, Felice Kafusi. Um, out as well. Um, he's over in America seeing his father, who's a little bit crook. So we send okay. our, our best wishes to the Confuci family. Um, and we hope that uh, that everyone's all right there. Um, but um, this, is, this is a big one because there's been a reshuffle. Ryan Pappenhausen, your man. Love Ryan him. Pappenhausen, I love he's, him. He's back. Has not played for a long, long time. I saw him at the airport yesterday. His hair looks better than ever. Really? Yeah. Well, he's had some time. Mate, it looks replenished. He looks like Pantene Pro-V, shampoo, conditioner, all the good stuff. Really? Yeah. It looks... It's flourishing. Really? Yes. Well, he hasn't played since round nine, so he's just been taking care of the... the of the main. The do. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what is what, it? What, what would you... Like, how much would you have to get paid, Smithy? <laughs> <laughs> to run out with a chop like that oh. for Origin Queensland captaining your state. Hey, I'd have to find some product to grow it first. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I could get the mullet going. Yeah, okay. Because it's like it's Just shave the top, blowing at the back. Yeah. What are the What are the young kids? Is, are they What do they call them these days? A scullet. A there's scullet. a mullet. There's a scullet. Yeah. Party my, at the back. My kids have told me about them. The scullet. Do it. Some rank haircut. You I know, don't know what? what it is. Bloke in a bar will sponsor that mullet. Really? Yeah. Yeah, let's speak. Your people speak to my speak people. I'm actually thinking about growing a mo. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Do you, you, want me to get, you want me to get a beard, eh? Yeah. Oh, you want mate, me to get the beard get back. The beard back. You, you're more of a man with a beard, Smitty. You're 10% more of a bloke, honestly. Really? Yes. Has yes. that been measured? That's been measured, mate. Now, I know that you had that one game and you Storm lost, so no, you shaved beat, it. Gone. But that's just an anomaly, mate, in the Matrix. That's all that was. Oh, uh, so it was just... All up in the mind. It's all up in the mind, mate. It's just, okay. And also, radio loves a bit of pizzazz. Righto. So get the beard back. I might get a mo. <laughs> I might try. I might start with a mo. I know I can grow a beard. I've okay. never grown a mo. Okay, I'll let's go a, mo. You know what? I'll, I'll do a mo for Movember. Hell, yes, that is awesome. Right, that I'll is do awesome. it for Movember. Um, we're talking about, are we talking about footy here? Yes, sorry. Yeah, apologies. There's a big game. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Um, yeah, so this is a really big one. Um, a lot of reshuffling happening uh, with the storm. Mm. Um, a little bit going on with Manly too. Josh... Aloy, um, he's out because of concussion from the uh, from the test match yeah. on the weekend. Yeah, that was a tough one, that one. Uh, so Kepi starts. Um, Taniela Paseca, he goes onto the bench. But all other um, Seagulls rep players have been named. So um, And playing at four points, I know they're outsiders. But um, I don't know. Like If, if I was playing for the Seagulls, mm. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tipping Storm to win. Yes. But if I'm playing, I'm, what I'm saying is if I'm playing for Manly, I'd say this. I'd look at this as our best opportunity this year. You'll get to beat Melbourne mm. at home. I don't know if you Munster. agree with that, mate. Well, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, really interesting. So Nick Meany has been named at six, six yeah. uh, which is interesting. Brandon Smith being moved to thirteen. So I wonder if he's going to play more of a, a very because Meany's ball playing isn't as strong as say a Munster. Yep. King moved to ten. Uh, I, I agree. It's a great opportunity. You know, you've got uh, Hughes and that. Uh, you know, playing after the weekend, who knows? He, he could be fatigued from all the travel. Yep. Uh, so it is a great opportunity. I will say, uh, Melbourne, where, where do you put Manly right now? Because they're in a really strange spot. Like, yeah. they're just outside the eight. But I think most pundits would say they're mm. a finals footy side, even without Tom Dravojevic. Yeah. Like, are they having a satisfactory year, uh, you know, a, a great year, an okay year, a well, not so okay? Well, mate, they're sitting 10th, okay? But mm. they're, they're, they're one win out of the eight. That's how tight it is between 7th and 
Oh, you'd even say, oh, mate, you could even go down to the way the Bulldogs are playing. Like, you could even toss them in. If they win another one or two, mm. you, like, they're a chance. But I know they're, they're playing the Sharks, which we'll look at a bit later on. Mm. But um, I don't know. Like, yeah, they're just – I think they've underperformed, to mm. be honest, Manly. And I know they've dealt with a lot of injuries this year, particularly, you know, their main man, Tommy, being out. Um, but, yeah, I think they're a better side than what they're – like, sitting 10th. Yeah, and, and 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 but but say you win one or two of the matches that they've lost, they're they're, they're sitting seventh. Yeah, so it's a big turnaround. Like that, that's what I'm talking about. That group of say five or six teams there, from eighth to twelfth. Let's just say, mm. the um, sixteen points seventh Rabbitohs um, down to the Knights, um, sitting on ten points who are twelfth. Mm. So a couple of different results and that whole that whole. Um, list of, of teams that gets flipped on its head. Well, I, I think the Broncos are a perfect example. You know, we had those pretty big losses, but then we just seen, we just had that great run. Yeah. And all of a sudden we get to, we we're solidly within the eight just yep. because of, you know, two or three really tight games that we managed to get, uh, get the win. Yeah. Uh, where do you put the storm? They're in a really interesting spot too, because last year that at this stage, last year, they were breaking they were all flying. sorts of records. Yeah. This year it's been a bit patchy, I think. Yeah. Well, because they've had, they've, they've had, multiple um, key players spend some time mm. on the sideline. Yes. And and I think this year, um, more so than ever, I think their their depth has been tested mm. um, yeah, true. Th- throughout throughout the this season so far. Um still still far and away you know with, with Penrith and yeah. you gotta throw the Cowboys in there. Yeah. Like Cowboys and Storm are on the same amount of wins. Mm. They've got a, they've got eleven wins each. Wow. They've been they've been the standout um, p- performance yeah. um, all, all year, um, but yeah, I just think that they've got to get through this rep period. There's still another um, Origin game to go where they'll have several players involved, um, and then once they start getting some sort of um, consistency as far as their lineup goes, and and going into the back end of the year, I think Xavier Coates will will be back in another sort of month. Yeah, um, they'll get him back. I'm not sure about. Christian Welsh, I think there was some glimmer of hope that he may feature like very late in the mm. year, possibly finals. Yeah, I don't know that he's a big out. I, I don't think it's yeah. spoken about that much. Well, it, well, it's not, mate. Yeah, it's not because they've got a star-studded forward pack. Mm. Um, but you know the work that he does, the little subtle things that he does for mm. that team, I think maybe they might be missing at crucial periods yeah. of games. But um, look, I think they'll be too strong tonight. Um, but as I said, Manly, this is the best chance they'll get at beating Melbourne. I don't, I don't think they play them again. I'm not sure if they do, but this is this is as good a chance as they got. Jerome Hughes will run the show. Nick yeah. Meaney's there. He's a great runner of the football. Mm. He, he's been in great form since joining the Melbourne Storm. He'll he'll just look for opportunities to run the ball, um, you know, and and, and get Justin Olam and Kenny Bromwich the ball on that left hand side mm. when they got some space on that left edge. But Jerome Hughes will he'll run the show. He, yeah. He's been so good. He he has been so good. Like I'm tossing him up there with you know the top three players in the game. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd absolutely agree. And I think that you know if he let's say put, let's put it this way, I reckon if he played Origin, you would genuinely be competing for. I know you just said he's top three player in the game, mm. but I think the general public would say he's a top three player in the game. Whereas I think a lot yeah. of people. Would, just because they don't play in that origin That's arena. Right. Yeah, if you if you're not if you're not an origin player, you sort of you sort of get un, like it's um a little bit unnoticed. You mm. go a little bit under the radar, don't you? Mm. Yeah. 
Absolutely. But and, he, he's been outstanding. And and for, for con, like, his consistency over uh, the last 24 months. Yep. Just to make it, I just, when you actually think about what he's managed to achieve, it's almost, I can't think of another player that, outside of, you know, obviously Cooper Cronk. Yeah. That has gone from a totally different style of play at fullback mm. to a guy that literally marshals the troops and yep. gets players around the field. His improvement is incredible. And, and on top of all of that, mm. his improvement from couldn't get a start of the Titans, couldn't get a start of the Cowboys yeah. to a top three player in the game. It's incredible. Mm. So huge fan of Hughes. Uh, now on to the next game. We've got the Knights versus the Titans. Caitlin Ponger has been ruled out after suffering a category one concussion origin two, replaced by Tex Hoy. Daniel Saifidi. And uh, Bradman Best are listed among the reserves and could make their returns. Mm. Titans, David Fafida will return from a knee injury on the bench, while Captain Tino Fa'asuoma Alawi has been named to back up after Origin. He's a machine, Tino. Hey, machine. He goes all day. <laughs> he's back for the Titans again. He's he's having a, a captain's knock this year for them, Mate. although they, they're going no good at all. They're without him, last. without him, I honestly am worried about that side. That's how important he is to them. Yeah, well... They've only had the three wins. Oof. Like, do they get them without him? Like, could they be sitting zero wins? Like, honestly, from fifteen starts, which is crazy to think. Like the Titans, do you? Is this a situation where the plan was always go young because mm. we looked at their side? It's a young mm. spine, young yeah. squad. Do you just stick to the plan, or do you? I know they've brought in foreign. Yeah. But do you think more recruitment needs to be made for the Titans or do you think that just stick with the plan? Yeah, well, uh, we've, we've spoken about this um, in different clubs, okay, mm. with these young players, like um, particularly with guys, you know, at um, at the Dragons at the moment, mm. whether you give them a go or, you know, they've been chopping and changing yeah. and in and out of, out mm. of the teams. Uh, it's really hard to give guys experience when you keep taking them out mm. first grade. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I think stick with it. If... if it it needs to be it needs to be, you know, few, you need to be thinking down the track. I I, I understand, you know, you want to be winning games now, mm. but you got to be thinking too, like, okay, what the experience that they gain now, what's that going to do for us in the future? Mm. Or if we just keep chop, chopping and changing, is is that building anything for us? Mm. Is that building any any type of combinations? Is it is it building any type of stability for the football side? Mm. I just think you got to you got to take a little bit of short term pain for long term gain. Mm. I think yeah. that's what it is. Well, I mean, you look at Panthers did it perfectly. I mean, they're the best example of we're struggling a little bit out in the eight, outside the eight, and well, then boom, and then the Broncos, obviously. Yeah. Roosters? Yep, Roosters, like Roosters stuck, stuck with it. Roosters got the wooden spoon in, was it like 2015 or 16? 16, they had a tough year. I think they came 15th. Yeah, well, um, that's what I mean. Like, it's almost last. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, bang. Mm. Like, they two premierships in a row. Yeah. Like, they went back to back. So, you know, I think you just... Sometimes you just got to take a little bit of little bit of pain early mm. for what you're building for down the track, and and the teams that that do it right, like you can have like sustained success. Yeah, like you can have some really really like good years, mm. like a, like a chunk of them. Absolutely, I'm not just saying a one off. Mm. Um, flash in the pan sort of a season. Like you can put together some really strong seasons because where you can enjoy a lot of victories. And you put, because you're putting systems in place yeah, and you bring right. in other players through that same system. You understand that it's going to take a year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Broncos are a good example at the moment. Now I know it's only been the first, uh, you know, this year they've been going well, yep. but they stuck with that young forward pack. Yep. Matter of fact, they even, they doubled down. They moved on their older experienced guys yep. and said, this is the future. And it seems to be uh, working. Um, uh, this game, who do you think gets the, the W? Um, Titans or Newcastle? 
Um, I'm going to say oh, I've very rarely gone against <laughs> the Titans, but I'm going to go Newcastle at home. Okay. New it is. New it is. Yep. Now, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we've got Bailey's Ladder. Who is climbing the Bailey's Ladder? Uh, we've also got the rest of the round to preview and your text and calls. Call in 1300-01-1170 or text 0457-736-736 and we'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time to break down which young players are climbing up the Bailey Ladder. Worksite trusted for over 60 years, 60 decades. Incredible. Ha! <laughs> That's what a long time. Long, long time, Smithy. Um, yes, uh, three nominees. First one, Jada Taylor. Um, I think we mentioned her um, a little bit earlier. Mm. But uh, fullback, star for the Blues in their 22-6 to six win, scored two tries, including a length of the field try from her own in goal. Crazy. Like craziness. Mm-hmm. Like just unbelievable. Um, so she is most definitely a player of the future. Like she could play for like the legit women's yeah. Blues. She's with the Roosters too, I think, NRLW. There you go. So we'll see her in maybe in the NRLW season later on this yeah, season. Yeah, I think so. I think Big so. Big possibility. And Roosters just won the comp too. Particularly after a performance like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, re- great, great effort by Jada. Um, number two, Sunia Taruva. Another another fullback. Um, played. Uh, he's only 19, um, playing for the Panthers this weekend off the bench. Um, scored two tries for Fiji, ran for over 250 metres, seven tackle breaks against Papua New Guinea. What a, mm. That was a great game, eh? Oh, Another so great exciting. game of footy. Yep. So yep. good. I just I love I love watching those Pacific nations play against each other. Mm. Um, and third, um, I don't know if you if you've seen the under nineteens. I did. Uh, male Oof. male game. Another New South Wales result. Ouch. Well done. Ouch. Um, this was played at Leichhardt. Yes. And uh, on the Thursday night, um, as was the the nineteens women's as well. Um, and third nomination goes to Jonah Pezzett. He's, he's tied up with Storm. Mm. So he signed. Uh, he's got this year and next year to go. He's a halfback. He's on the up. But he was outstanding for the Blues um, in their 32-4 to victory over Queensland. He had four tri-assists. Wow. And picked up man of the match for that effort. So good. So good. He's very good. How surprising. Two of the best players over the weekend that are outside the top, the top 17 squads are both mm. from Penrith. Oh, and the storm. storm and the roosters with the women's as well. There you go. It just shows you that you know good systems. Good systems create good players. Uh, that was thanks to Bailey Ladders bringing safety and efficiency to the worksite for over sixty years. Sixty years. That's a long time. It's a long, long time. How come time. we don't have the ladder over here? Yeah, look, we need to get the ladder back in shot. Ladder back in shot. Anyway, we'll do after, that next week. After the news, we'll continue our Round 16 preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Thanks to the SEN app. Download the SEN app now for free in the App Store, and you can listen to us anywhere, anytime. Also, subscribe to the Captain's Run on Spotify and Apple, uh, and you'll listen to us anytime. As well, grab a case of Bloke and a Bar Beer. Grab a case of Bloke and a Bar Beer. Yep. Bloke and a Bar Beer is now in every single celebrations, bottle low. IGA Plus Liquor and Porter's Liquor in New South Wales and ACT. It's also in every single Celebration Superstore in Queensland. And Bloke Midi, all new Bloke Midstrength, is in every single Liquor Legends in Queensland, New South Wales, ACT and Victoria. Go to our website and we've got a store locator. But let's get to our Round 16 preview, Smithy. We've got the Penny Panthers versus the Sydney Roosters. Mm. All of the Panthers' representative players have been named and remain unchanged after their Round 15 win against the Warriors. I wanted to ask you quickly, yep. just just the comments that I made earlier about Ivan Cleary last year came out and basically said they've created programs where 
instead of using games to rest, they use in in weeks to rest and you know training and and they they watch the players for T levels and all that kind of stuff. How did you handle, you know, Origin? You did it so many times. Mm. How did you handle it every single year? Well, in in the back half of my career, that that was the way we did it. So mm. we the Craig Bellamy gave us time off for training. Mm. Um, in the in the early days, there was no time off. You got back from we got back from Origin on a Thursday, straight back into training. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Play that weekend and then straight back to training Monday oh, morning. No, yeah, no, there was it was just relentless. Yeah, and at times, to be to be fair to Craig, because um, I know he listens to the captain's run. To be fair to Craig, <laughs> he used to offer uh, games off. Okay, but but what? That's the reason you play. Yeah, you, yeah. That's the that's like, the fun part. That that's the fun part, and mm. and it took it took some um, convincing. Well, yeah, convincing. Craig, that hey, listen, mate, like that's the fun part, but that's the easy part also. Hundred percent, is playing way easier than training, way easier, mm. and that, and that and and that's where your fatigue comes from mm. is is from the day to day grind. Yeah, so from getting in like doing weights, getting out on the field, doing like an hour and a half, two hour session on the field, yep. doing some meetings. Contact. So from the time you arrive at, at training um, at seven, then you leave at four. Like it's 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 a normal day's work. Yeah, and as all of our listeners out there working you know, long hours, like mm-hmm. you, you're fatigued at the end of the day. Absolutely. So if you're able to um, think about you know minimising the work you're doing during the week, and say, hey mate, get your energy levels ready for the game, you're ready to go. Mm. You're up. You're up and about, and you're ready to go for that. So that's that's the way we did things in the back half of my career, as, as far as backing up from Origin. Mm. So we what would happen was we'd play Wednesday night. Um, wouldn't be needed until captain's run, and we do very minimal mm. at captain's run. You might just get out and just get moving. Um, for myself, I'd do a few goal kicks, mm. play the next day, and then after that, right, he would give us the next half of the next week off as well. Oh, how good. To rest. So till about Wednesday? Yeah. And just maybe some recovery. So say you played Saturday night, you'd have yeah. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday oh. off, and then you're Heaven. back into the next game. Oh, uh, mate, okay. it was so good. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how – you know, I feel like when, when we were coming through, it was almost more is more. Like, the harder we can oh, train, yeah. the better we're going to be. Yeah. Whereas, like, the, all the science came in. It's like, we'll actually know sometimes bringing it back a bit. Training smarter, not harder. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> remember when we remember we used to do, like, 50, 100 repeats? <laughs> and there'd be blokes spewing over themselves running. Oh, mate. It was just ruthless. Oh, <laughs> quick story, right? <laughs> So we we had a winger, Sammy Tajalala. Okay, he's a Fijian uh, winger, great man, Sammy. Um, so we were doing this preseason stuff, and it was that there was that it was that repeat effort stuff, right? Yeah. We we're doing hundreds. Oh. Anyway, we we were about six or eight weeks into the preseason. We've been training since like November, mm. and it was this hot day in Melbourne. Anyway, he fell over. He started falling behind the group, right? Yeah. And, and he fell. He actually fell over. <laughs> And like Craig went over, he's like, "Mate, get up! Like you're letting the team down. Get up!" Blah yeah. blah blah. He ended up getting to his feet and getting back, and we're like doing his best. Anyway, we found out he ended up going to hospital, collapsed lung. Oh, holy moly! <laughs> collapsed lung. Oh my god! Yeah, that'll like, explain it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this, this shows how far the game has come. Oh mate! And that's before, like, there was no GPS. No, it's on your back tracking how far you've run. It's yeah. just like, mate, uh, how long have they been going? Nah, they go another half hour. Yeah, uh, yeah, it would just be hours of fitness, <laughs> hours of fitness. And also, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like, oh, okay, we've, you know, we've been going for thirty-seven minutes because now it's, you know, oh, it's seven to, minutes it's to the second, eight minutes. Yeah. It wasn't like back in the day. It was literally. Um, no, no, we've got a we've got a fifty hundreds to do. Yeah, and even if you've got to the time you're supposed to get to, if there's blokes that haven't finished, 
They would be on the field for 30 to 40 minutes longer, spewing over themselves, crawling, walking. <laughs> it was crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Um, thank yep. God I was a little whippet. I was yep. about 72 kilos. Yep. It was all good. I just got towed up in contact. That was the only bad thing. Um, <laughs> I remember I came back to, I, like, Broncos called me back. I quit footy. They yes. called me back. Mm-hmm. First, I hadn't done any training because I quit footy. Mm. First day, they got me in, and we did full contact first day. And I hadn't done anything for, like, six months. How'd you go? Um, put it this way. Not the, not the day of, of the, the tr- session. So I did the session. I was terrible. I was terrible at the best of times. I was terrible with no training. The next day, I was still spewing. The next day, I was in the toilet. So I rock up to training. I'm in the toilet, throwing up. I go out to the head trainer at Broncos. I'm like, man, I, that was a pretty tough session. I'm still throwing up from it. It was like, oh, yeah, sweet. And that was it. Boom. <laughs> Did fitness again that day. Um, so good mate. times, good times. Wow. Uh, there, Penny Panthers versus the Roosters. we got Kiri, yep. concussion. we got Hargreaves, hamstring. Yep. Uh, both still out. Victor Radley will play his first match since Magic Round. Hutchinson, once again, partner Sam Walker in the house. However, there's reports breaking last night that Joey Marnie may move into the sixth jersey yep. with Paul Momorowski coming into the centre. Sports on this game. Will that happen? I think it will. Yeah. I think I think that, like, you know, the Roosters are in a position where they've got to try something. Yeah. Because this doesn't seem to be clicking at the moment. And sometimes, you know, my opinion in, in footy, you've just got to put your form players in key positions and see what happens. Yeah. And he's coming off a, oh. a massive game. Like 401 metres. 400 metres. That's just That's just crazy. Um, so he's on a high, mm. um, Joey Manu. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Um, Paul Mommers going back to the centres. Mm. Um, with those changes in mind, like, will that be enough to, to beat Penrith at home? Like, they've lost one game there in the last 20 two or 23 matches, mm. um, full complement of players. It's back to their strong, strongest squad available. Uh, yeah, I, I just think Penrith get this one done. Mm. Where do you, you know, and it's really hard to compare years and all that kind of stuff, but just, just a bit of fun. Yep. Where do you rate this Penrith Panthers squad compared to, oh. say, in the last two decades of footy? Oh, oh they're, as, they're as good a side as, as any of the great ones that have come through in the last... 10 to 20 years. For sure. You know, when you think about the great Broncos sides, mm-hmm. uh, the Roosters, yep. Melbourne, um, you know, teams that had su- sustained success, mm. not not just sort of one-offs. Um, yeah, they're, they're up there. Like, they're, they're, the way you compare them is their record. Mm. Their record is just incredible. Two and a half years of dominance. Inc- incredible. Like, in, in the last, th- like, mate, three seasons, like, so 2019, 20, and, uh, sorry, yeah, 19, 20, 21, uh, even this year. Oh, sorry, 2020. Yep. Sorry, I, I went back one year too far. Well, actually, at the back end of 2019, they actually went on a run. So Into the finals. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So let's just go, but let's just go 20, 21, yep. and this year. Like, mm. it's something like they've lost, like, is it like four games? Yeah. And I think, like, three five, of them clearly wasn't there. Like, three of them clear. like, it was because it was Origin or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like, it's just... I, I, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if there's many teams in the competition that have that record over in the modern era. No, not in the last 20 years. Yeah, like to have dropped like five or six games in three seasons. So so it's crazy. But yeah, I, I, uh, Penrith too strong in this one. Uh, now onto the Bulldogs versus the Sharkies. I actually think this is a great can, clash. Can the doggies win three in a row? I think like it hasn't just been the fact that they've been winning; it's the way they've been winning. Yeah. Over the past few weeks, and I just think Potter has unlocked that team. Like yeah. Burton looks more confident than ever. Adokar is confident. That the co- combination mm. between the two, mm. Kyle Flanagan is laying the platform for Burton, and Burton's had some time to build some relationships with with key players. 
it's being kept in the same position. Yep. Um, whereas like for a, for a long time there, like Flanagan just couldn't get a crack and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, now they've had Flanagan and Burton together for a while. Yep. Avrilo goes back to fullback. I think Avrilo's their long-term fullback. I think he's been outstanding. Yep. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? Um, <clears throat> this, this is going to be a great game. Sharkies have got all their rep players back. Um, and the, both, both sides are unchanged. Yeah. Um, from, from round 15. So... Would, you'd love the you'd love to see the doggies win this one. Could you imagine? I just I just for the game and for the doggies. Uh, interesting one though. Mick Potter won't mm. be there. Doggies oh, coach, he, yeah, he's contracted COVID. Fella. Hope he's all good. Yeah, hope you're all good, um, Mick. Um, hope you recover quickly. But um, interesting one to see how they go here mm. because he's got them up and going, like you said, mate. And it makes a difference when they're not there, yeah. unless you're Penrith. When Ivan Cleary, we hope Ivan's well as well. Yeah, um, yeah. He's been battling been some health while, issues yeah. um, this year. But, you know, Cameron Serrato comes in and they just – I think that team pretty much runs itself mm. at the moment. I think they just – they've got such good systems. That oh, they just – they just they get to the game and they hit the on switch and away they go. But, mm. um, oh, I'm going to – I'm going to – you know what? I'm going to go Sharkies here. Yeah. I, you know, I think from a, from a um, storyline point of view, you'd like to see the doggies go three in a row. Mm. I think the Sharkies might get this – They'll get this one done. Mm. With the Sharkies, they're in a really interesting position because they're mm. actually in the top four, yeah. but they've been patchy this last probably six to yeah. eight weeks. Yeah, because they've 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 had to deal with a few. I think there's been a couple of games where a lot of the squad have been dealing with um, the flu. Oh, I think they've been okay. hit hard by the flu. It, yeah. It's gone through a lot of the competition, yeah. and um, it's had a bit of an effect on. Um, the Sharkies in particular, I think they've played a couple of games where they've sort of battled the flu and haven't been at their best. I think one of those games was when they went up to Brizzy mm. earlier in the year and, yeah. and, the, and the Bronx smashed them. Yep. Um, they put some points on them. So, yeah, they've been patchy, but they're sitting fourth. Mm. And they've and when they've played well, they've they've played, you know, really, really good footy. I think they'll be. I think they'll be looking at this one, Sadiavo, 3 o'clock. I think they'll be looking at this as, hey, let's let's – Let's get our season back on track. Yeah, Let's absolutely. get it back where we were going in that first sort of six weeks. They're such a good testament to getting wins early in the season. It just sets oh, you up so absolutely. well. Because if they didn't have those early wins, they'd be fighting at the eight, around the eight mark. Yep. Um, because it's so tight this year. But because they, they did the hard yards early, mm-hmm. got the points on the board, they've given themselves a luxury to battle through this flu season that's yep. you know, ravaged their squad. Yep. Yeah, um, absolutely, mate. I, I think I, you cannot you cannot underestimate how banking wins early can pay off in the back end of the year. Yeah, because like you you just don't know. You got to make the most of what you got early on because you just don't know what what rep footy is going to do to you. What mm. you know, injuries as as the as the players' bodies get tired, they pick up injuries. There may be suspensions, mm. and that could happen early too. Yeah. But that that was the way you know I know. Yeah, the Melbourne Storm always prepared was be at your very best from round one, mm. ready to go. Well, on the on the opposite side of sale, you look at a, a team like Raiders, who actually have been really good the past six to eight weeks, but because they struggled so much at the start of the season, they're just clawing their they're, way. They're sitting eleventh, fighting for that eight spot. They're trying to fight their way up. Exactly. Yep. Where you know, I would honestly say Raiders' form at the moment is definitely a top eight form side. Oh, completely. Um, and so, completely really, really agree. interesting that. So we're going. You're going the Sharkies to get the win. 
Should, I, I've got Sharkies. Do you think that the doggies should re-sign Mick Potter? Like, what do you think's happening in this whole merry-go-round with Seraldo declining with the Tigers? It looks like he's going to re-sign with the Panthers. Yeah. Potter unlocks well, the boys. What what's, do you what's the What's the latest with the dogs? The latest the thing's is... going a bit quiet there? Or? They're leaning towards a re-signing of Potter. Oh, why wouldn't you? I, I really like what he's been doing. And also, I think, you know, his time at the Tigers... At the time, it was you know saying that it was underachieving, but then when you put it into context with how you know poorly the club has gone, mm. he actually didn't go Since. anywhere near as bad yeah. as people thought. Yeah, and so I wonder whether he's a coach that just needs another crack. Yeah, is there still noise around Freddie? Well, Freddie's... joining the dogs, or is he? Has he flat out said no? No. Well, he said basically anything can happen. So, oh, so the doors ajar. The doors ajar. Maybe it's negotiation. I don't know. As in. Negotiations, you always want to keep some uh, options open to increase the, the market uh, want for you. He's learned, he's learned from Craig Bellamy. Oh, the best in the business. <laughs> Craig Bellamy retired uh, 20 no, years ago. I'm, go- I'm retiring. This is it. This is my last time. Actually, oh, no, I might, actually, I might join another club. Seriously? Storm. Ching, ching. Seriously. My debut, debut I think he's year. up to about $3.8 million a year now. Easy. Easy. That's conservative, I reckon. <laughs> My debut year, he was retiring. 2007, belly ache was going, oh, I don't know if I'll go around anymore. <laughs> oh, hell. 50 years, he's still there. That's actually true. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. That's not even geeing up. Um, oh, he's good. He's good. He's one of the best on and off the field. Uh, but, yeah, look, I'm going to go the Sharkies for this one. Yep. Interesting times. With the Bulldogs, I would, if I'm the Bulldogs admin, I'm waiting Another four or five rounds. If they continue playing this good footy, I re-sign Potter on a mm. two-year deal and wait for Serraldo to see if he's interested in coming. Another four or five rounds, that's that's like almost end of the year. Yeah. I just think that like there's the, the situation with the coaches is all those other coaches right now that are mm. off contract, it isn't like that they're um, they're going to be off the market sooner, like quickly. Yes, yes, yeah. No, that's um, right. That's right. So anyway, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to continue previewing the round. Uh, make sure to text and call in. Text 0457 736 736. Call in 1300 01 1170. After the break, uh, we might even talk about the Dolphins' brand new signing. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Now we've got uh, we've got some more. Ra- well, we've got some text here, actually. but some text here. Uh, g'day, fellas. Muzza here. I have a question for Goat. Did you feel proud of winning a grand final, playing mm. for Queensland, or playing for Australia, and in what order? To quote the great Mal Meninga, Beats playing for Queensland, beats playing for Australia. When he won the grand final. In 1989. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I still I feel a lot the same. I think winning a grand final is is the ultimate, I guess, as a, as a sports person. Um, because you work so long and so hard for, for that one match, mm. it's like you're working for nearly 12 months of the year yeah. to, to achieve that. So that's, that's I guess, that's a really hard thing to do. There's so many players that play our game that don't get an opportunity to win a grand final, mm. um, let alone play in a grand final. Mm. Um, so I reckon that's... Tell me about it. For me, yeah. So for <laughs> me, that, that was, that was I guess, that's the ultimate. Yeah. Um, you know, playing, playing, representing your country is always a very proud, proud moment. Mm. It's, it's a proud thing to be, to be given the honour of, of pulling on your, your country's colours. Um, but uh, uh, playing for Queensland, mm. that was, that was just, that was huge. Yeah. It was so big. Mm. It was such a big thing to do because uh, as Queenslanders, and I'm, I can only speak on behalf of Queenslanders, growing up as, as a Queensland um, Queenslander, w- w- watching State of Origin, being a, a, a little boy that loved rugby league, 
that's that's the thing you dreamt about the most. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Was pulling on a maroon jersey mm. and and representing Queensland and running out onto Lang Park. Mm. I got to play on Lang Park. Yeah, as a as a junior. The OG. I, I played some. Yeah, <laughs> I played. Um, I played some schoolboy footy there, and I got to play a club match, mm. but um, and an and an under nineteens Queensland side. So I got to play for Queensland on Lang Park. That's mad. The old ground. Um, but uh, yeah, it wasn't wasn't until '03 where it was SunCorp. Mm. Speaking of, of big moments, and like you're you're always known as a captain that was pretty calm, pretty collected. Mm. Was there ever a game Queensland, Australian, otherwise where the pressure didn't get to you, but mm. you really were feeling like, oh, this is a lot? Game one, two thousand and eight. Really? I'd name it straight away. Okay. First game as Queensland captain. Walk us through the feeling. Was... I, I was just I was just that nervous that I had to go out there and do something I didn't need to do. Or or be a player that I that I didn't need to be. Yeah. Thinking that, yeah, you know, mate, this is this is a big moment. You know, yeah, you're the captain. Mm. Don't do anything wrong. Mm. You know, don't lose the game. Um but yeah, that was the most nervous I've I've ever been. And then Mal grabbed me and said, Mate, pull your head in. Just yeah. be the be the player you've been every other time for Queensland and I was good from there. We ended wow. up winning the series. Far out. Incredible stuff. We're going to head to a break. After the break, we'll get to your texts and calls, uh, and we'll continue our Round 16 preview and wrap up the last hour. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Smithy, I've got a text for you here, mate. Okay, what have we got? Hey, boys, can I say something to Smithy? Being a Dragon supporter, I couldn't stand you in your playing days. But, brother, now you're my favourite and I can't get enough of you, George. Oh, oh George. Yeah, good, Georgie boy. Thanks, Georgie. Thanks, Georgie. Good on you, mate. Um, look, we are going to head to a break. We've still got plenty to preview, and including talking about Samoa Tonga and New Zealand's really solid-looking squads going into an exciting World Cup at the end of the year. Also talking about Dolphins' new signing. We will see you after the break. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Remember, you can catch up on anything you miss from the show via our podcast, which you can download now on the SEN app. Also, subscribe to us, the Captain's Run, on Apple and Spotify. You can give us a call on 1300 01 1170, or you can text 0457 736 736. Follow us on Instagram, at SEN League. Great Instagram. Has all the news, has all the, the, the graphics and updates for scores, for the latest news in rugby league. Uh, or you can follow us on Twitter, 1170SEN. Look, Twitter's a bit too dangerous place for me, Smithy. Mm. It's a bit too wild for Kempi. Yes. I don't know if I could handle it. Right. It's, it's a wild west out there, Twitter. But mm. if you are on Twitter, uh, 1170SEN. Time now to look at our game of the round. And let's be positive, too. If you're on Twitter, let's be positive. Yeah, let's be you? positive. Come look, on. Let's talk like you, much hate. Talk Seriously. like you would talk if they were standing in front of you. Mm. That's why I always say, Smithy. Yeah, because if... Three quarters of the people said stuff like they do on Twitter. They get punched in the mouth. <laughs> literally, literally. Anyway, let's um, get back to footy. Back to footy, Smithy. Me and you, we we we, we were tough footy players back in our day. <laughs> Getting in fights hey, we all the lovers. time. <laughs> we were lovers, not fighters. I remember one time. Um, this is the, the shows the mastery of Wayne Bennett. So we were rolling into two thousand eight uh, finals period. Broncos had an incredible squad. Uh, you know, Lockie Hodjo. Petro, you know, just a crazy squad. A squad that could genuinely challenge for the premiership. But anyway, so Bennett was kind of like, we were coming into a big game. I think it might have been the Sydney Roosters. Mm -hmm. And there was like a sniff on the horizon that this Roosters pack had an issue. Right. And they wanted to go hard. Yep. And matter of fact, it turned out to be one of the most 
physical first half of rugby league I've ever been a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, not the hardest. Obviously, the craziest game was that storm. This was the storm year where you guys beat us on the buzzer. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Anyway, so he, so he gave this big speech to the whole squad about aggression, dominating, just all the usual stuff about dominating the opposition. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, Dar- Darius and Denon, could you come see me after the meeting? Anyway, so <laughs> he calls us into the meeting and I was like sitting down and he's like, listen, boys, I know you're not the most aggressive players, but I need you to play with passion. So I need you to channel that. You don't have the aggression, yep. but you've got passion. Yeah, show and me I was, that. And I was like, you know what? Bennett, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I'm not trying to hurt no that's one. That's why he's a great coach. And that's why he's a great coach. He knows his players. He knows his players. Me and Darbs were like, you know what? You're totally right, uh, Bennett. I'm not aggressive. Um, I'm not going to get in a fight. I'm just going to enjoy rugby league on the edge. Yes. And hopefully score some tries. But let's get to uh, continue the round review. Mm. We have the Cowboys versus the Brisbane Broncos in a massive, massive clash. Who would have thought... At the start of this year, oh sorry, no, we'll go. Actually, sorry, the Warriors versus Tigers. Then we'll, I got excited, Smithy. I got okay. excited. Yep. The Warriors versus Tigers. First of all, what an incredible sight to see the New Zealand Warriors touch back down in oh, New Zealand. So good. Sacrifice so much for the game. Yep. And I think the Warriors are going to come out and absolutely blitz the Tigers. Yep. Playing for their country, playing for their fans that have continued to stay loyal, even though they don't get to go and watch them. <clears throat> How do you see this match playing out at yeah. Mount oh, Look, I think it's going to be just an unbelievable uh, atmosphere there. Mm. Um, it'll be sold out. Is it sold out already? Yeah. Has to be. Easy. Yeah. Um, and these play- that, like, there's some players that haven't had an opportunity to play at Mount Smart Stadium yet. I think this is, yeah. this is Reece Walsh's first game. Well, actually, there was a stat. That I think that only two players of the 2019 squad is in this type team. Oh, right. That's so, how- the, so the last, like... Group of players that have played there. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Only two players. And the thing okay. is, Jazz Tavanga yep. and maybe Tohu Harris or another player. But, it's a, yeah, it's a small amount. Yeah, are going to be Tohu Harris. Mm. Yep. Um, so, so how do you see this planet? Yeah, look, I, I think this is this is an unfortunate timing for West Tigers. Mm. I think with, with the Warriors going back home to play in front of uh, their home crowd, Mount Smart Stadium, they went back maybe a few – was it a few days ago? Yes. Maybe three days ago? Landed about – oh, it might have even – Was it yesterday. Monday? It was a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, okay. But just seeing them arrive and mm. the reception that they had um, at home with, with all their locals and the fans and, and some of the celebrations that were happening, it was just fantastic. And I know speaking with Reese Walsh in, in uh, camp for game two, mm. just just talking to him about um, you know, the Warriors going back over to New Zealand to play some home games for the remainder of this year. He, he was absolutely jumping out of his skin. Mm. For this opportunity, yeah, to do, wow. to do it, that's so. good to hear. With a key player like that, that <clears throat> yeah, isn't from New Zealand, and and it was great. Like he's only a young fella. Mm. As I said, this is the first time he's getting an opportunity to play at Mount Smart. And he was asking so many questions about like the mm. atmosphere there, what's it like, the drums, that tunnel oh, that you're on. And out I just said, mate, look, I, I was lucky. Like because we played, um, because the Storm had so many, um, so many Kiwi Kiwi players mm. in in our lineup. Yeah. We had we had really strong support over there mm. as well. Yeah, um, and you can mate, you can talk about you know some of the Storm Warriors clashes like they're they're mate. as big as as any. Yeah, um, sure. And the Warriors always got up for Melbourne Storm games. So whenever we went over to Auckland and, and we played at Mount Smart Stadium, it was a packed house. Mm-hmm. Like it was a packed house, and um, like there was plenty of Storm supporters there, no doubt about that. But it was just it was just a great atmosphere, and the Warriors seemed to play well every time we played them there too. Mm. Mate, the Kiwi Kiwi supporters, when when you're doing well, they get behind you oh, so, so much, and yeah. it's so great. 
Matter of fact, the first year I went over there, um, obviously didn't play the best, but the first year that I went over there, um, we actually, I actually started the season relatively decently, but the su- support from the, the base was like, it was almost a, a different to Brisbane. Like Brisbane's obviously massive, like a big, yeah. big org- organization, but there was a very family vibe yep. to the New Zealand. Uh, I, like I can't really explain it. You've got to kind of feel it like it very, it felt almost like a, a home away from home, mm-hmm. but they were so supportive, the New Zealand uh, Warriors fan base, that the Auckland Blues had their round one match the same weekend that we had a trial match. Okay. And our trial match sold way more tickets than oh, their round one match. Really? So that's how much they get wow. behind you, New Zealand. When you're going well, they get behind you like no other. Yep. And I just think that it's going to be an incredibly special moment, almost a bit of a healing moment for the Warriors yeah, and the I fans, so. just to be able to see the boys run out. Um, running through that tunnel, I always used to love running. You'd go off the training field through the tunnel. There'd be <clears> drums beating. <throat> you'd hear the boys whooping up, running through it. Yep. Um, Mount Smart's a great, great stadium. It's yep. so cool to play at. So really excited for the boys. Uh, it's it's just great that they will feel that connection again. Absolutely for the for the people and and the the city that they represent. Mm. Well, the country. Sorry, they're you know they're the New Zealand Warriors, but mm. just you know the people and their fans. Um, you know. Playing on their 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 stadium, mm. not someone else's. Like they've called Redcliffe home for mm. the last couple of seasons, but yeah, you know, this this is their home ground. Yeah. So just having that connection back again, I, I think you'll see a, a a pretty a fairly spirited performance. Speaking of spirited, do you is there a a a worry that they are too passionate, too emotional? No. And and they no. No, nah. good to go. No, I think they're they're ready. They're ready. No, I think this is this. They'll you'll see one of the better performances from the Warriors in a long, long time. Because mm. we have to remember, remember the first game they played where everything went down and they completed it like a hundred percent for like seventy eight minutes of the game against the Dragons. Mm. Yeah, and so like they do have a tendency when they're the backs against the wall yep. or a big moment arrives, they they can turn up. Yep, and I and I'm back in you know some of the big names too with Tenny Zalesniak, um, Sean Johnson. Adam Vanilla Blake, like oh, he's mate. a weapon. Yes. Um, Torhu Harris, uh, like these guys, I think they're they're going to be in for really really big matches. Mm. I, and again, it's just it's it's really bad timing for West Tigers. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 on board with the Warriors this one. Now speaking quickly of the West Tigers, uh, it's good that uh, Stefano Utakamanu uh, returns from injury as well as James Roberts. Uh, yep. Brown starts at hooker. Uh, Jacob Little to the reserves. I have to say though that it is looking like the Madge sacking mid year was not the right call because they've yeah. gone from a much improved side. Yes, they weren't getting the results, but the type of footy they were playing was so much better. Yeah. To the Tigers of old, unfortunately. Back in the first six weeks. Yes, unfortunately. Do you think that, like, is it going to get worse before it gets better now? Oh, probably. Yeah, probably. And and maybe until they announce who's taking over mm. um, next year, the, yeah, it it may well be that way. It's just yeah, it's it's just been a a bludger of the of a year for the West Tigers, unfortunately, um, fans included. It's been tough to to follow the side with with some of the results mm. um, going their way, but they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're a better footy side than what we're seeing. For sure, they're a better footy side. We, we've it. seen it. Yeah, we, we've seen it. They they had a couple of wins back to back. They they knocked off two quality footy sides. Mm. That's why the I think that's why the Madge like sacking. Oh well, what, if it, did he step aside? Did he get sacked? We don't know. Sure. Um, <laughs> the uh, 
that was surprising at that time mm. because I agree with you. I think we, we'd seen them turn the corner a little bit mm. and they started to improve from what we've seen at the start of the year. So, mm. yeah, anyway. What are your thoughts on, you know, Melbourne Storm was such a really well-run club for so long. When you look at the Tigers, and, and they're so public about, you know, for example, meeting with Seraldo. Yes, we are pursuing Seraldo. Yep. And then Seraldo comes out and, you know, just says, no, sorry, I'm not interested, and publicly rejects the offer. Yeah. Do you feel like sometimes the Tigers could just keep things a bit more private, close to the chest, so that they don't have to deal with yeah. getting knocked back publicly? <laughs> well, I, I think they're probably looking for some positive news mm. and saying, hey, listen, we're out there. Yeah. We're actively chasing you know, one of the, the best young coaches coming through mm. um, who was touted as you know, going to be the next best uh, first-grade coach. Mm. But then for him to turn around and say, look, no, nah, sorry, I'm, I won't be coming, that that hurts. Yes. Because you sort of – you build it up and everyone gets excited mm. and then you just say, no, nah, he's not coming. And then you, you're back to the drawing board, mm. back to square one again, searching for another coach. So I, I think they could probably be a little bit more subtle um, a little bit more sort of behind the scenes work. I reckon they could get that done that way. Yeah, I just think that you, you, I understand, and I appreciate the fact that they're trying to put out there what they're doing, so fans know that they're actually doing that. Yep. But you do open yourself up to you know tough situations Getting like shot that. Down. Mm. Um, now uh, let's get quickly to the Broncos uh, v Cowboys. Yes, it's our match of the round. It's our match of the round. Uh, it's. Uh, it's our game of the round, and we yep. do that thanks to Suncorp. Yep. Get award-winning car insurance with Suncorp. Yes. So match of the round, North Queensland Cowboys um, versus, obviously, the Broncos. I think this is going to be a cracking match. Old-school Broncos versus Cowboys, where it's decided by a very small margin. Yep. Luciano Leilua is named for the Cows. Mm. That's part of that whole West Tigers thing. Oh. Just funny how... Why against you know, us? Anyway. Why? Give him an extra week, Peyton. He needs another week off. <laughs> it's his 100th. Holy. So big one big one for him to pull on the Cowboys colours. Mm. Um, and, oh, geez. I, I reckon the Cows might get you, mate. Mm. Sorry to say. Ouch. Up there. Up there. Um, there's still a little bit of uncertainty. Like Adam Reynolds, he's been named mm. to come back and play with the rib injury but I was hearing like it's some it's it's he's dealing with a broken rib and and a dislocation mm. is that am I hearing that right well apparently he's going to be needled for another eight weeks apparently goodness me wowzers oh um also great news for the Broncos Selwyn Cobo re-signs what do you think about that oh, Smithy? yeah oh, huge he's a, he's a great young player mm. and he's only going to get better mm. he is only going to get better Selwyn he's um he's been thrust into the Origin Arena at a very young age. He's mm. only a young man still, mm. and still learning the game. Yeah. Like he's he's still figuring out how to get the very best out of himself, mm. and and it takes some time. Like as you know, particularly on that in that position. Yeah. In the modern game, they have to make so many defensive decisions um, mm. out on the wing, but he's an, he's got so much natural ability, mm. and I, I think that's huge, huge for the Broncos that they've been able to lock him away. How it show, how far the club has come. In like twelve months, yeah, where we were literally, you know, dying to hold on to someone. We were almost losing Stags. We lost Fafida. Yeah. We lost a lot of the young guys. We lost Reese Walsh. We lost Sam Walker. Yep. To all of a sudden being able to keep a guy like Selwyn Cobo and not have to pay massive overs. Well, because the the young the young players that you mentioned, like they were probably looking at where the club was at mm-hmm. at the moment. They were just like, man, I, I can't see, I can't see 
my my career going anywhere yeah. with this club at the moment. Yeah. But now, because they found some form, they've. It looks like that you know they're everyone's enjoying their footy there. They're enjoying the environment that they're working in, and they're sitting. They're sitting in a really strong position, a really strong position mm. um, on the ladder. Yeah. Now the Cowboys, do do we like? Are they close enough to that top two in the sense that like you've got Storm, you've got Panthers. Me personally, I just can't see a team beating both of those teams to win the comp. Yep. But well, the Cowboys. Parramatta's do... done it. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know, which is crazy. It's but crazy. yeah, I, I know. You know what I mean? To There's, win the comp, though. To win the comp, to get through a finals. Yeah. Are Cowboys a real deal, do you think? Oh, look, I, I, I certainly think they're, they're the, in, most definitely in the top three. Mm. Um, the, the results show uh, firsthand that. that they are. Mm. When it comes to the, the the crunch, though, when it when it comes to the business end of the year, are they going to be able to handle that that next stage of the competition? Are they going to be able to make that step up like we know the Storm can and like yeah. we know Penrith can? Um, but I tell you what, Kempi, all you need is a little bit of luck. True. You get yourself into finals, and all you need is a little bit of luck along the way. Mm. And just who knows, mate? Well, you look at the Rabbitohs last year. I'm not to say that it was luck, yeah. but they knocked off Panthers yep. round one of the finals. Yeah, they did. And all of a sudden, they'd gotten rid of one of the big boogeymen yep. um, to get into the finals. And, and so you're totally right. Like yep. game one, let's say Cowboys you know, upset Storm again. Yep. And like, and you look along the way, after after knocking off Penrith in, in the first semifinal, Penrith then had to go play um, Parramatta. Mm. And like... <sighs> That could have gone against Penrith. Yeah, so absolutely. Penrith could have been gone oh in straight sets. God. You know it's what I mean? crazy. Fun. Like when you look yeah. at it, it was so close. It was, they won by two points. Yeah, and so, tough calls too. Yeah, some tough calls that, that didn't go Parramatta's way. Mm. Um, that could have changed the match. But you just you just don't know. When, you, when you're talking about – all the Cowboys need to worry about at the moment is, hey, let's just, let's just continue – Doing what we're doing really well, mm. and look look for those small improvements along the way. Yeah, um, and just take some take that form, take that confidence into finals. And hey, when we get there, let's just give it a red hot crack. Mm. Let's just let's just because they may with with the way the finals system works, if it remains the same, like they'll be taking on Melbourne week one. Wow, week one. The good thing for Cowboys is that you know they have. I know Melbourne were missing quite a few players. But like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know they do have that win over them. So well, well, that and you take that, not not that that says you're going to beat them again. Yeah. But you got to go into it and go, hey, listen, we've knocked these guys off once before. Yeah. Like, why can't we do it again? Yeah. It's like Cowboys of 2017, without a Jonathan Thurston. Yeah. Okay. So he he without, finishes, and Matt Scott as well. Matt Scott wasn't there. Mm. They 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 play their last round, and some of their players still have a bit of a um, laugh about this. But they play their last round, and they they. They thought they were on Mad Monday. They, they thought their season was over. And then a result went their way. Yeah. In the last match, it was, I think it was the last match of the round on yeah. a Sunday afternoon. And they're like, hang on a minute, boys. We're playing finals. Oh, man. And then they went bang, bang, bang. And all of a sudden, they're playing in a grand final. Yeah, absolutely. So that's all you need, a little bit of luck. Now, after the break, we'll share our holy schnitz moments. These are the moments where we were sitting in front of our TV and we went, holy schnitz. That's yes. what we actually did in real life. We'll see you on the other side. Holy schnitz. Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to schnitz. Home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Holy schnitz. <laughs> I'm getting starving at the moment. Tom, are we getting a holy schnitz burger? Surely or soon. Thanks, Tommy. 
um, because I'm starving and it is the best <laughs> nitties in all the land. Now, this was the moment when I read the stats. Yes. After New Zealand and Tonga, mm-hmm. I yelled into my house. Yes. My, my, my wife was like, what's going on? I said, holy schnitz. She said, no schnitzels for dinner, love. No schnitzels for dinner. I said, oh, oh no. Can, right. I dip, can I dip around the corner? The schnitz and grab one? She yes. said, She said, shut up and get back in the bedroom. <laughs> so uh, what did you say it for then? You know why I did say it? Why? Joey Manu, 400 metres. Oh, man. Joey Manu it. ran for 400 plus metres while playing for fullback for New Zealand against Donga. What yes. an incredible – like 400 metres, a record. Crazy. Crazy record. When did you yell holy schnitz this week? I, you and I ran <laughs> – Yelled holy schnitz mm. when Aussie Kawaja ran out Steve Smith overnight. What's doing? Oh, no. Holy schnitz. The first test against Sri Lanka, and he's run him out. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I, I think I reckon Steve Smith yelled it too. I think he did yell holy schnitz, if you I, listen closely. I know he turned around and gave him the biggest death stare ever. Oh, mate, what is doing? Whose fault was that? Some say it was Steve Smith for saying yes, then no, then yes. Yes. And then some are saying it was Kawaja's fault for saying no, no, and yes. yes, no. I think there's a whole lot of wrong there. Yeah. In cricket. A whole lot of schnitz too. Yep. Oh, I did, yeah. I don't know. I'm not blaming anyone. I just know that was, I, I said holy schnitz when yeah. it happened. Because <laughs> Steve Smith, mate, you don't run Steve Smith out. Oh, the great Smithy, Steve Smith. Smudger. Mate, one of the best. One of the best. He was filthy too. What about the look on his face? Oh, you would be. I'd hate to be run out. Mate, absolutely. Although, I'd love to be a test player. No, actually, would you? What would you be more frightened of, terrified of? Standing in front of uh, Junior Bolo or standing in front of 145-kilometer red cricket ball? Probably the red cricket ball. Yeah, same. Because, like, I know what it feels like to get bumped, trust me. So it's it's not that bad. (laughs) <laughs> it's not that bad getting steamrolled. So, look, whereas, like, getting hit with a, t- a yeah. cricket ball, nah, ouch. No thanks. Ouch. No thanks. Now, they were our holy schnitz sporting moments, thanks to schnitz. Got that winning taste right now? Schnitz, handcrafted schnitzels made fresh and made just for you. After the news, we'll continue our round 16 preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Make sure to follow us on Apple and Spotify, the Captain's Run, or you can download the SCN app and listen to the podcast anytime. Now, let's get into South Sydney Rabbitohs versus Para Eels. Absolutely huge game. Latrell Mitchell returns. Returns. I tell you what, there'd be a lot of South fans with their fingers crossed going, please, please be the missing piece of the puzzle yep. to get us back into the eight, uh, mm. if they are out of the eight. But at does least he, does he unlock Cody Walker? Look, I think... Or does he, does he fire Cody up? I think he does. Really? I think Cody, okay. C- Cody gets a lot of confidence from the fact that he's got a fullback there that's going to... Like read him well, understand where he needs to be, yep. not be. Put it this way: the next two or three games for me for the Rabbitohs is season defining, and that, that may sound obvious, mm-hmm. but I just genuinely believe that if they can't kick straight away, yep. it's just going to be really patchy. Yep. Okay. Um, what do you? How do you think this see this match playing out? Uh, look, I'm I'm thinking Parramatta here, um, given it is Latrell's first game back, mm. and and going straight back into that fullback position, as we know, like when you, when you're watching league, they it's it's a it's a pretty significant job mm. playing fullback, um, and he's he's named a start too. Mm. Um, so, um, you know, you can't expect him to be at his best. Mm. Not yet. No way. Not not with the layoff he's had. Like what did we say? His last game he played it was April, April nine. Mm. So it's a long time. It's nearly three months. Mm. Um, and just to clarify quickly, Rabbitohs are sitting equal eight with the Dragons right now. Yeah. Um, so well, look, 
a result against them this week, they could drop out of the eight. Yeah. Easily. Um, so, look, I'm, I'm backing Parramatta here. Um, Lachlan Ilias. Be interesting to see how he goes after he after he got the uh, the, the hook, hook Rooney. the hook down at um, at 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 Win um, down at Wollongong against the Dragons um, last start. They they were just they didn't get off the bus mm. last their their game against the Dragons. Yeah, I know it was a big match for um, St George Illawarra. Um, Andrew McCulloch playing his three hundredth. Mm. They the, but they just did not get off the bus, mm. and I, I'm not just talking. Like Ilias got the hook, I think uh, Burgess got the hook just mm. before him, but their entire footy side they they oh, come out yeah. and, and improved in the second half, but mm. they just they just didn't look interested. Yeah. They didn't have the right attitude in defence. They were dropping off tackles left, right, and centre. Mm. Like St George scored thirty two points in the first half, mm. so um, you know I, I, they're going to be they're going to be. I'd like to think they'll improve from from that game. But I think Parramatta will be too strong with this one. Mm. It's interesting because Demetrio has come out and said he had to protect Ilias. Wow. So I was, I, was, I was interesting to see, does he mean protect him because he could see the game going very poorly and he wanted his seven not to lose confidence? But then I was like, well, wouldn't he lose more confidence by getting the yeah. hook? Yeah. Um, really interesting time. Look, I, I don't. I, I feel sorry for Demetrio to to a degree because not because you know I pity the bloke he's a he's a coach he's of a NRL he's doing fantastic in yeah, life he's got a job to do yeah but I do in the sense of he has been handed like not only did he lose the Reynolds did he lose Dan Gagai Wayne Bennett his shadow always la- la- looms large over clubs when he leaves yes but then to lose your key player your key superstar in Latrell Mitchell he has been up against it this year it hasn't all gone well for no, Demetrio that's right. no we'll, we'll- you know, he knew Reynolds was going and mm. Gagai, um, but yeah, that that's that's a, that's just another that's that's a thing that they wouldn't have been planning for mm. to have Latrell Mitchell only play what six games this year, yeah. something like that. Like mm. it's just you know, like that's not something that he would have been planning for. So he's had to do it the hard way, um, but you know, that's that's our game, and and sometimes you dealt um, some some tough challenges, you dealt some bad luck, mm. um, but you just got to get on and, and do your best. Um, with what you got. It's not about who's not there. It should be just about who is yeah. there and doing your best with those players, um, which which I believe, you know, he, he's Jason Dimitro's had that attitude. Mm. Um, it's just, you know, they've had a lot of a lot of results go against them this year and, and they haven't helped themselves. I, I really, truly believe that they're another side, um, more so than Manly, that have, that have um, underplayed this year, mm. with, with with the team that they still have, mm. even with the Latrell injured, they they have a much better side than what they have have shown us this year. Mm. No, no, I, I agree. And just quickly, are the eels back? You know, w- w- which eels are we going to get this week? <laughs> We're going to get the the gun eels that is literally a premiership threat. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I, I really don't know. Yeah, and you just you don't know with with Parramatta. I think I think what we'll see from them is a good enough game to beat Rabbits. Mm. We'll have to wait and see how good that is, though. Yes. Okay. Uh, now, St. George Dragons versus the Canberra Raiders. Uh, skipper Ben Hunt has been named after picking up a lower leg injury in Origin 2. Anthony Griffin is stuck with the same side that beat the Bunnies round 15. Mm. Jackie White returns from COVID, pushing Matt Frawley out. Charles Nicoclustad has been named to return from a hamstring injury on the bench, so James Schiller drops out. Who have you got winning here? Oh, this is, this is, this is going to be a really good game. I'm I'm looking forward to this one. This is uh, going to wrap up our round 15. Um, oh, that, that 
St. George were really impressive in their last game. Mm. Really impressive. They just, it's unlike the football that we'd seen from them all year. Mm. They just, they, they went on an absolute blitz yeah. in the first 40 minutes. Mm. Things changed a little bit in the second half. And there was a bit of a, there was quite a strong breeze in that game behind them, I must say, in that first 40 minutes. But it just showed like when they, when they have their, their mind on the job, and it was a big occasion for them, as mm. I mentioned. You know, one of their um, favourite players was had a huge milestone, 300 games. They when they lift, like they play well. Mm. So treat every game like that. Yeah. Like why why do you have to wait for a special milestone mm. to come out and, and put in a performance like that? Well, I will say, and this may be hyperbolic, but this, in my opinion, is their most important game up until this point of the season. And I'll tell you why, Smithy. Yes. The Rabbitohs play the Eels. Now, yep. Eels most likely will win. Let's just assume the Eels win. Okay. Roosters play Panthers. Let's just assume Panthers win. Yes. Seagulls play Storm. Assume Storm wins. Sean Stimp. So the Dragons are playing the Raiders, who the uh, who are the other team oh. challenging for that eight position. Yes. So they actually, if they win this, they can kick clear of that group wow. by a win. And that's why I believe it's their most important match up until this point all season. Because it's yeah. a, it's a, it's almost it could be a season uh, season defining one because it's the one match yep. that they can win where all other competing teams could lose. Yes. Um, so I so think they're going to be winning. To, honestly, and I'm like before I realised this, I had the Raiders winning, but after looking at this, I actually yeah. think the the Dragons pipped them okay. because of the importance of the match. They yeah, they're okay. going to look Hook's going to identify this. Yep. And see, like, look, let's just throw everything at this. Oh, look, you'd you'd like to think you'd like to think the players are aware of the situation too. Mm. You yeah. really do. You, you'd like to think the players are aware of the situation of, hey, listen, this is what a victory in this game could do for us. Mm. It could it could put us in the top eight, clear a game clear of a, of a few other sides mm. vying for that position. Um, massive game for them. Jack Huge. Wine's back. He, he's back from um, he's he, well, he, he missed Origin two with with COVID. Mm. Um, that that's a good matchup. A guy that's been there for a long time at six against Talatau Amon. Oh, I mate. thought he, he was he was really good. He was oh. really good against the Rabbits. He's got, he was sharp. He's got so much potential. Oh, I like him. Yeah. I like him as a player. I thought he was really, really good. Yeah. I think yeah. Suli as well has been really good for the Dragons, really consistent. Yep. Um, just quickly on the Raiders. Gun to your head. Do they play finals for the, <laughs> this year? Gun to your head. Mate. I don't. Oh. What's their What's their roommate? I don't even know their, their, <laughs> who their matchup well, is I'll for the rest it. of the year. I'll throw it out there. Okay, go. I think they do. I'm going to say. Um. Oh, geez. I'm going to say yes. Wow. What a turnaround it would be, though. Yep. Because like it was a. They their first eight games. They I think they went one. Oh, they looked nowhere, one win. Nowhere near it. One win and seven losses. I think, or it's like two wins and six losses. And then the last, I think their last six games or seven games has been like. Four or five wins yep. and two losses. Yep. So they've just gone. They've just turned their season around, which is really, really good for Raiders fans. Now, on to signing news. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan has signed with the Dolphins. Yep. Now, would you expect him to be the seven next year? Then I'd have to assume so. Now, the Dolphins have signed uh, a young uh, half from Panthers, Katoa. Yep. yep. I think it's Katoa. Is it Katoa? Yep. Yep. Um, and so Katoa, it was really interesting. Panthers were filthy about this. They actually publicly came out and was um, upset. upset that they were developing juniors that were getting raided, I guess, by the clubs. Yeah. Um, and so well, that's they, what happens when you have a successful yeah, system, though. Yeah. Okay. That's sure. like, that, that, that's a that's a backhanded compliment mm. in many ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also like 
you know, when you look at the kid, like, is he is he really going to get a crack when you've got Jerome Luai and Nathan Cleary there long no. term? Like, not no, that's really. Right. No. Um, and so they've got the young kid Katoa. He's like pretty much the best half of his age group. Yes. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see because also Anthony Milford apparently has a handshake and a handshake agreement with Dolphins that he will go there next year. So oh, I wow. think that right now that if you were to bet next year, the Dolphins starting six and seven will be Sean O'Sullivan at seven, Anthony Milford at six. Oh. What do you think about the signing? Is it a smart signing in your, your eyes? Yeah, I think so. Like if you look at Sean O'Sullivan, the way uh, he's, he actually started the season for, for Penrith mm. um, with Nathan Cleary out, I think it was the first three matches. Went undefeated. Now, I know he's playing in a good, a strong side and he's got great players around him, but he did a wonderful job for them. Mm. So he takes that, he takes that, the learnings that he's had from Penrith in that system mm. and he can take it up to um, the Dolphins where they're going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of young guys up there, a lot of guys starting out their career. There's going to be a handful of guys coming towards the end of their career. Mm. So um, I think a guy that's got, some first grade experience playing in that seven jersey who, and I, I've known Sean O'Sullivan since he was a little fella, like okay. five or six years of age. Yep. And he's just, he, he's a, he's a young man that's lived and breathed rugby league since he was born. Mm. So he, he loves the game. He knows all about it. And he's got some, some really um, strong parts of his game that can be beneficial to the Dolphins. Mm. Absolutely. I, I think it's a great signing because it's not going to break the bank. You know, at least that, in a good system, he can deliver victories because yes. you look at Penrith Panthers and people might say, oh, well, it's the Penrith Panthers. We only have to look back a year ago. Jerome Law and Burton, they dropped a game or two together. So it's not as simple as like you put a Panthers jersey on, you get yeah, the win. That's right. Um, so Sean O'Sullivan, I think it's a great signing. I think he actually suits Anthony Milford's style of play. Um, yeah, I think it's a great signing. Now, we're going to head to a break. But after the break, we are going to talk about the Rugby League World Cup. And is there a few smoky teams Schmogies. that could put a bit of pressure on the New Zealand and Australian side? We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Make sure to follow us on Apple and Spotify, the Captain's Run. Also download the SEN app. You can listen at any time. Now, I want to talk quickly about the international games on the weekend, but also just about the World Cup, a little bit of a preview, a bit of a seeing where certain squads are. First of all, I want to talk about the Kiwis. Is this one of the most informed spines and best squads you've seen, Smithy? Yep. Mm. Outstanding. Mm. Yeah, they're very good. Very good. Well, you take Hughes, um, Brandon Smith, mm-hmm. um, obviously, and um, they're playing uh, in a – again, we talk about these systems and, and whatnot, but they're playing in a, in a storm outfit that are just – they're machine-like. Mm. And, and they just – they do all the little things really well. We mentioned Jerome Hughes earlier in the show about, you know, possibly being in the, in the top three sort of players over the last couple of seasons. Um, he's just fantastic. Fantastic. Joey Manu, again, 400 metres, like just crazy. crazy. Mm. So when I look at the lineups, and, and I was really impressed with, with that match, um, the Kiwis were, were strong. Even before kickoff, I'm looking mm. at the two lineups of Kiwis and Tonga. I'm just going, mate, these are two very good footy sides. Yeah. And on top of that, like you throw in Samoa too. But they, they've got some very, very good footballers in that footy side. Mm. So I, I wouldn't just say, you know, talking about the World Cup this year, you know, the, the same old teams are always tossed up to win it. Like, mm. so Kangaroos, Kiwis, and in England. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, you can't, it's not as clear cut as it used to be. And thinking back, mate, like the last game that the Kangaroos played, they got beaten by Tonga. Mm. Yeah. So it's, 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 
It's not as clear cut as as what it once was. Absolutely. I, I don't know what your take is on it. Oh, mate. Oh, I, I think like New Zealand, what I loved about New Zealand is that it wasn't, you know, we've often seen New Zealand squads that look, look good on paper, but then they go out and it just doesn't seem to click. Yep. They just don't seem to deliver on what they their potential is. Yep. Or, or every now and then they come out and show us how great they are. Mm-hmm. Whereas what I loved about this game was this New Zealand side, they played a structured game of footy. You could see them working towards certain parts of the field. You could see Hughes, you know, dropping blokes under to get to the tram line or to get to the, the goalpost. And I just thought there was a lot of good, solid, structured footy there. Yep. And also some of the rhetoric coming out of the New Zealand camp, they, they said <laughs> they said that they wanted um, some real, like, basically they wanted to be known as the defensive side of the World Cup. Right. And I was like, if it, that's music to your ears if you're a Kiwi because Kiwi sides have always had great attack. It's never been in doubt. Yep. Um, so I, I just think the New Zealand side, they look really, really uh, they gel well together as well. Yep. They're all in form. Um, the Tonga side, forward pack-wise, you could argue they've got the best forward pack in, in the whole World Cup. It's that mm-hmm. strong. Mm-hmm. Um, the only concern for me right now is their halves, is, is whether they've got structured enough halves to put everything together for them. For them. Yep. Um, now, when it comes to Samoa, though, Samoa for me are the dark horses because Jerome Luai, Brian To'o, Critter, uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Crichton, have, mm-hmm. they all are eligible and haven't yet... Um, I don't think they've confirmed yet as to what they'll play for. Right. And so when you look at that back line, Jerome Luai, obviously an origin player, then you've yep. got uh, Tungo, you've got To'o, you've got Taylor May, yes. you've got Stephen Crichton, you've got Luai. That's almost an entire – and you've got Charlie Staines at the fullback. Yep. That's an entire Penrith Panthers back line. Yeah, I know. Which is so like – taking taken a ready-made back line. Ready to go. Yeah. Um, oh, well, you would think you would think those guys, if, if they're playing state of origin, you would think they would – be available for the Kangaroos first, and if they miss out on selection, then go and play for. See, I, th- I think another, you, they, you can still make the choice. Yeah, I think you can, but yeah. what I'm saying oh, is, oh, you'd if, hope. Yeah, like yeah. If, if you're if you're putting your hand up and saying oh, I'll I want, I'll play State of Origin, mm. then should you not be eligible for Australia first? And if you're selected, then you should play for Australia. I don't yeah. know. That 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 might be another discussion. Um, for another time, mm. but um, it's it's just such a tough one. Yeah. I, I personally, like in a perfect world, agree. Like I think that yeah. if you play for New South Wales, you should want to play. For, you'll not that you want to, but you should play for Australia. Yeah. But also the argument for we're trying to bolster the game yep. and make the world game better. I yep. can see the argument of uh, allowing yep. players to have a bit of flexibility there. You know what? And we're going to head to a break. <laughs> Welcome back to the captain's run. Now, Smithy, what are your tips for the round? Righto, get your pen and paper, everyone. I'm tipping the Storm. I'm tipping uh, the Knights, Panthers, uh, Sharkies, Cowboys, Eels, Warriors, and I'm going to go the Dragons. And let's not forget, guys, it is Beanie for brown, Brain Cancer Round. Get behind the Mark Hughes Foundation. It's a great cause. Grab yourself a beanie and put your... Hard earned to good cause. Absolutely. I'll be going down to my local IGA and grabbing one, or you can go to their website and grab one as well. You just Google Mark Hughes Foundation. Make sure to grab a beanie, guys. It's a great cause, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.